Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham on the Hotspur Hood. Season's finished. What's there to talk about? This is football. There's loads of stuff to talk about. We've got a season of view. Uh, not just Tottenham, not just West Ham, not just Man United, not just uh, Man City, but all the teams, everything that happened in the season, some funny moments, some sad moments, some good moments, and Tottenham in the Champions League. We're definitely talking about that. Uh, joined by two great guests, and you'll recognise these from uh, 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 my channel, uh, did the preview uh, before the season started. So West Ham fan Mike, how you doing, Mike? How's it going, guys? All good, yourselves? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. And uh, Man United fan, Ben, who probably won't be on here this long because we're talking about the season and uh, <laughs> you're not particularly happy about the season, but how are you doing? Yeah, fine, fine. If, well, if our season's anything to go by, I'll probably be around for about three quarters of this. So. Yeah. <laughs> and stumble yeah. over at the end. <laughs> some good yeah. moments at the start, some bad moments and then some good moments and yeah. <laughs> but yeah so please hit like and please hit subscribe everyone watching thank you for watching first and foremost uh, please hit the like please hit the subscribe really helps uh, please hit the notification bell that way uh, you don't need to check when we're doing our shows it'll come up for you and this is tommy's channel he's got about five different hosts so it's difficult to keep track of when the show's coming in anyway uh, but hit that notification bell and you won't miss any uh, and then if you like what you see, go over to Let's Talk Tottenham. We're there on Fridays, 12.30pm. And if you like what you see, go and subscribe there and watch our shows on there. Uh, and uh, yeah, Mark or Mac here from Raw Emotion, Tottenham Pod, Pod. make sure you go and uh, follow them as well. Subscribe and hit the like button, doing my job for me. And uh, Dave Tutty, all the transfer news is speculation. So we've not even bid for Bastoni or any other names thrown around in the transfer rumour mill. Absolutely. Uh, you know, 10 different store, 10 different stories on the same transfer story on Twitter, all completely different. So until they're holding a shirt, I don't pay any attention to them. Uh, I'll try and read out as many comments as I can, but obviously if they come through thick and fast, then I might not be able to. Super chat, super stickers are available, so make sure you get those in. Uh, yeah, so we've got this as well. Uh, so on the preview that I did, that was Ben's prediction. He was the only one who did uh, a table. Me and Mike took the easy way out and said, we'll agree with Ben. And then on the right, <laughs> that's the actual table as it finished. So we'll be going through that, see what we got right, wrong, and, and all of that business. Uh, but first off, uh, Mike, what was your favourite moments from the season? Could be your team, could be any team, could be funny moments, anything. For me, personally, and it's not in the Premier League, uh, it's in Europa League. Um, it would be the game against Sevilla. Um, being at London Stadium for that game was amazing. Um, you know, <clears throat> expected to go out of the game, uh, playing against the team that doesn't get beaten by English teams. And we controlled the game for 120 minutes. Uh, yeah, the atmosphere was amazing. Didn't I didn't have a voice for the next two days. My ears were ringing for three days. <laughs> perfect piece of football if you go home and you can't talk and you can't hear things properly for days on end afterwards then i think yeah. you've been to a great game and a great atmosphere so yeah. for me that was probably uh my personal highlight of the season yeah and ben what was your highlight presumably that it finished or <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, uh, hard to pick one i mean i'd like to go way back now to the coming back was a big moment for the... you guys yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, uh, the optimism of that that game against you know Leeds when we paraded for a hand, then we went 
and smashed them. That was literally the first day of the season. So um, it's difficult. But I mean, as a club as a whole, United winning the under 18 was was definitely um, was definitely one. But it's, it's it's been hard. It's been hard going to find a plus for United fans this season. So yeah. it's easier to talk about Spurs, I think. Yeah. I mean, uh, Alexander Hilton there says getting Conte that that's a big moment. <laughs> you know, one of our best moments was losing three 0 to Man United. <laughs> yeah, got Nuno out fairly sharpish and got Conte in because something needed to change. But who would have ever thought that a, a, a big old loss uh, against at the time a top four rival? Would be a good thing. Obviously, beating Arsenal 3 0. I didn't go to the game, unfortunately, but uh, the Man City game, first game of the season, was proper loud. But I also love as well Vasharlison throwing a flare back into the crowd and then Everton's excuse of <laughs> he was trying to chuck it out of the stadium, <laughs> which I love that. <laughs> if that's true and he did that, he's in the wrong sport. He should be in the NFL or something like that, or, or, or baseball, maybe. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, for you, Mike, who, who were the biggest surprises? I think Everton were a big surprise. I think certainly I thought they'd do a lot better than they did. Uh, Brentford, I think a lot of people had them going down. But biggest surprises for you? Well, if you, if you look at my uh, football manager save, then Everton's struggle this year was, wasn't much of a surprise. But, but in, <laughs> in, in, in normal world, but yeah, that was a, it was a big surprise as to, to, to how bad they did. Um I think one of my biggest surprises is, and it's probably it probably shouldn't be a surprise, and it's not necessarily linked to uh, particular play, but the the reaction from Leeds fans um, in the months that followed Bielsa's sacking, in that the, the the blind faith and optimism that they would have still stayed up with Bielsa in charge, yet they were better organised team defensively when March come in. There were still gaps because March is quite expansive and it likes to play open football, but, you know, you could just walk through Leeds under Bielsa uh, this season. And whilst he does have rightly a godlike figure in their fans because he got them back to the Premier League, they had a great first season, but it all just seemed a bit Cold. misplaced because... <laughs> Because it was, it's a guy that they loved. Because genuinely, by sounds of things, he was a genuinely lovely bloke and really kind of, you know, kind of lived and breathed Leeds and was really good with their fans. But you know, when you look at the whole hard facts, which were the the results at that time under under Bielsa, you've got to kind of go. They made the right decision ultimately because they've stayed up, and it's all yeah. kind of, you know, ifs buts. As to whether he could have kept him up personally, I think if they would have kept him for longer, I don't think they would have stayed up. I just they were just too porous and too naive. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably my surprise was the the sheer blind faith even after he left and the not necessarily getting fully behind their new manager in the time when it was needed. It was it seemed to be times when Leeds didn't play well. It was it was it was kind of. They wanted it so they could go after March. They could go after the board because they got rid of Bielsa, which would seem a bit weird for me when you're in a relegation fight. Yeah, I mean, we've got Alexander Hilton here, Ben saying, biggest surprise how bad Leicester have been. <laughs> uh, Lampard getting a Premier League job, another one. Uh, biggest surprises for you? Um, uh, I've got a few. I mean, uh, Palace. I think I think Palace is is the first one. I thought not only did they. I mean, I think we said on the preview, didn't we? Palace were like yeah. a team which was almost impossible to place yeah. because you just didn't know what you were going to get from Vieira and that. But 
I think what they've done is is they've actually played all right. I mean, Gallagher's been brilliant. I mean, they they obviously look looks like they're going to have to replace him next year. And um, Mike, you remind me of the guy at the back, the guy for Gray uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. Aguchi, yeah, yeah. yeah, been another you know another brilliant signing for them. And so you know, and they've done well. So I think them on the upwards trend. I think um, on the downwards trend, obviously United. I mean. You know, I'm a fairly pessimistic fan as it is, but there's no way I really? saw this for you. There's no way I saw this for United this season. I think, you know, I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I'd imagine most people would have seen United in the top four after the signings we made. It was obviously an awful season. Um, and same vein, Chelsea. I thought they would have. I thought Chelsea yeah. would have been closer to the top two. Yeah, well, you had this, didn't you? We'll talk about the title in a bit. You had them yeah. second in your predictions, and yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, you weren't I, the only one with the signings that they made. They were heavily uh, uh, favoured to break up that top two somehow, and even yeah. I just thought. I, I just thought Tuchel would get Lukaku playing. I, I like. I, I as a United fan, I, I was not surprised Lukaku struggling. Like that doesn't shock me. I've seen it, but I. I was surprised that Tuchel didn't get him playing. And I, at the start of the season, I would have said to you, like, Pep, Tuchel and um, Guardiola. Guardiola were very, very, uh, very, very close, I, I would have said. Mm. and But I think as it went on, I, I wasn't so sure on Tuchel. So there's that. And then the last one, which is a bit like Mike, away from sort of the pitch necessarily, there was a point in the season where Brighton fans were booing Bright with Graham Potter. <laughs> right? You're, you're and, a big fan of him, as, oh, oh, as well, I know. The guy, the guy is like no disrespect to Brighton because I love watching Brighton, but if he isn't given a job soon, which can like you know seriously give him some investment, I don't know what it, I mean. He was never mentioned for United, and I get why. I get it. Right. But he was your, never your fans mentioned. would never accept a less than high-profile name, would they? Really? Well, you, I mean, you say. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the the, the truth. But you know, I, I, it's got to happen eventually. You know, I I thought Arteta might end up going in the middle of the season, and I wondered maybe if he would end up there. But I don't know. But anyway, I think those are my surprises. I think I, I think the the for, for me, Brighton are the best the best team in the league to watch. I love watching Brighton. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I think, you know, if they, I think we said this at the start, if they have a striker, my goodness, if you put Harry Kane in their team, honestly, well, I, I well, think they could be top four. Someone said, get him the England job. Then he has Harry Kane in his team and he has a, a bucket. Load that of might not be a bad do. shout. That yeah. might not be a bad shout. I mean, you know, I mean, look, Southgate's going to, going to see the World Cup out. There's no doubt about that. I think he's earned that right to, to go there. But I think I said again on the previous podcast of yours, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure that you know we sh- we sh- we should have won that Euros. I mean, mm. I mean, you've seen since we should have got on. to the final in the World Cup as well. He made the same yeah. mistake twice, not not making changes quickly. This enough, isn't a. That's um... not a vintage Italian side at all. They didn't qualify, don't they, for the World Cup? You know, and yeah. uh, you know, so I think you know, there's that. But yeah, I think those are my surprises. But I really expected Chelsea to be closer, and United to you know, be closer. And they, so they were the, the ones at the top for me. Yeah. Well, let's talk at the title picture. I mean, this won't take long. There's only two teams in this, but uh, <laughs> I, I predicted Liverpool to win the league, Mike, just because I thought the fans coming back would have a huge, huge impact. Uh, 92 points, <laughs> losing the league, fairly tough, but th- this was Ben's uh, 
we'll say, yeah, I mean, top four, City, Chelsea, United, Liverpool. Liverpool, I think, finished third or fourth a season before. with uh, they, they were the most improved side, 69 points to 92, Liverpool. I think that's why I thought that I thought the fans is why they did so badly in the, the kind of lockdown time. But obviously, the top two, Man City and Liverpool. And, and really, you've got to say now, it's essentially like a toss-up between the two on who's winning the league. That the, the favourites are always going to be City. I think they've won four out of five last seasons. But title picture for you? Any surprises for you? Or did you think even at the preview stage, uh, we didn't put a, a, a table because we, yeah. we're cowards? Uh, <laughs> we'll let Ben take the fall with Chelsea in second. Going. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a, any surprises in the title picture for you? No, and, and, I, I don't think it was a surprise. I think the only surprise was, I think we all probably would have put Chelsea in the mix there um, with Liverpool and uh, Man City, especially after last season and how they were in the Champions League. I think we all kind of expected them to do better. And like Ben, I expected Tuchel to get uh, a song out of uh, Lukaku, but obviously it just it just didn't fit, didn't work. Um, I think probably the only real surprise in that race was when City were, I think, what, 11 points clear or so, that they, again, they kind of, it, it's not, I don't want to say it was complacency, but they just kind of let it go a little bit. for, And it looked like Liverpool were going to get back in Obviously, they got what they needed to do and managed to see out the season and win. But, you know, the moment you look at City, you look at Liverpool and they are just too good. Um, what's going to be interesting is if Liverpool looks obviously they've rejected the bid for Mane and looks like they might be trying to secure a new deal for Mane. But, you know, if they were to pursue a sale for him, what kind of impact that could make? Because... He's been brilliant playing in that uh, centre-forward role and in that inside left. Obviously, they've got Diaz now, obviously, for that side. But it'd be interesting to see what would happen if, you know, Liverpool lose playoffs, Man City are losing a couple like Gundogan, for instance. Um, Fernandinho, that's two very big, massive players for them that they're losing this summer as well. Obviously, they've added Holland, but they've lose, lost two very big and important players in their midfield and... You know, let's face it, and Pep's team is all about that midfield and that control. And you've lost two players that are one great off the pitch, but two on the pitch as well. So it's going to be interesting, I think, next year, because until yeah. we see what they've done in the market, I think there's there's probably they've slightly weakened in well, Man City particularly, I think, would you could say or argue have weakened in midfield. But again, it's Man City, right? They can just go open up Plenty the Plenty of time for him to rectify that as well. But Ben, uh, exactly. Liverpool essentially lost the title at Anfield due to the mighty Tottenham. Uh, two points <laughs> dropped, which ended up helping us get top four. But that yeah. ultimately, I mean, there were other games as well, but ultimately at the end, that's the two points that Liverpool yeah. dropped that would I mean, have seen I mean, the title. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Haaland as well. Uh, it's not a preview this, but obviously we are going to be talking about next season as well. How, how do you think he will settle in? Because he, yeah, I think yeah. a goal every 84 minutes in the Bundesliga, completely different level, but he's a striker. He knows where the goal is and yeah. slightly different way of playing with, you know, the, the, the front man up top, which see him won the league without a striker this year. Look, really. I think Haaland gets goals wherever he goes. I, mm. But the, 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 the key for, the key for, uh, for them, I guess, is... Um, the key, the key for them, I guess, is is what they whether he ends up more like an Ibrahimovic with Pep, 
you know, or whether or not he is willing to now and again sit sit out a game, you know, that, that he won't be used to that. But I mean, you know, I mean, he'll score goals. He'll definitely give them the, you know, the tap-ins and, uh, you know, things like that, which, which they don't get enough of, I don't, I don't think. But well, he's going straight my fancy football team. I don't mind telling yeah, you. Yeah, I'd imagine I'd imagine for be, anyone in our league, but uh, I'd imagine yeah. it'd be fairly expensive. What I just would say is is that next season I do think it's going to be interesting. Obviously Tottenham are going to I think invest. It looks like, you know, your lot are actually spending some money for once. Um well, we've only got three transfers at the moment, but the key thing for me is is being done early and Perisic was the player that Conte said he wanted. And it's not really in our model, a thirty three year old generally it's although some Spurs fans saying we don't want Perisic, he's too old, but they want Bale. He's quite amusing, but anyway. No, but I think I think what also should what also, what also should just be said is that I think the job that Klopp is doing at Liverpool is actually quite incredible. Hmm. I, I I I know it's that not must be obviously... difficult for you to say as well. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's pretty difficult, and you know, Hala Madrid, but um, but you know, uh, but I. I there was a serious point in this season where I was concerned that concerned that uh, they were going to do the quad, and, and that's that, that was that was very worrying for United fans. And I think what he's doing is pretty impressive to keep up with that, you know, that mm. model. I mean, you look at the French league and what state money does to that league, you know, it's, it's credible. So you know, I think Klopp does deserve a lot of the, the plaudits coming his way, even if they didn't they didn't win it. But I do think next season. It, Chelsea, I think, was obviously an interesting one to watch. What's happened with the takeover? Well, they've lost Rudiger, which, regardless of what you like, think of Rudiger, he's a big player for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it'd be interesting to see United. I mean, United physically can't be worse next season. I mean, I'm not saying we'll be challenging for a title, but but we can't be worse. If if, if we're worse next season, right? I can't come on this next year. This was a season review. You so um, I'll drive yeah. around your house with my laptop. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, Spurs are going to be there. Spurs look like they've got a framework now. What do you guys think of this? So, uh, Alexander Hill, we back Conte, we win the league. For me, no, we we can back ourselves as much as we want, but Liverpool and City are too far ahead for me. But uh, I think it uh, take right I think it know, would take men. Liverpool. I think it would take Liverpool and City to come back to you. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to come. I, I think on, we back on Conte. Conte we'll no. definitely get closer to the top of the league. But I still think we're in double figures behind whoever wins the league and probably in second as well. Yeah, well, so you can certainly challenge. I think it, the ultimate thing is for anyone other than those two, you need a lot of you need a lot of the rest of the league to improve to take points off them. You know, Liverpool only lost four games this season. You know, it, it's all season four games lost. That's impressive. And you're asking if you know, say a Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, any of those teams that arguably have been Champions League, they are have been in good teams to then make up that difference and to not lose. Or you potentially can only lose three games in a season. If that's the level you have to work to, you can only really afford to lose three games in a season. So our Tottenham I, mean, I, do, make- I do think <laughs> I do think with I do think with I do think with uh but, I'll be dead if I see a Spurs team lose five games or less. Conte's good, but not God. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think that's. I think that's the issue as well. I think, like Mike said, the standard is so ridiculously high. I mean, I, I think like we're on the season preview. I think because we finished second the season before, didn't we? Yeah. And I, I think I I said to you, I said United could get more points and finish fourth. 
you know, like that, like that. I honestly believe that could happen because I thought Liverpool and Chelsea and City could could really go if they wanted, because United were never getting ninety two points or whatever. But yeah, I don't know, man. I I I think you know Conte has a way of winning. Conte has a way of winning winning trophies. I mean that that's what he does. Um, how long it lasts for that? That's your next. But in generally in competitive leagues, aren't they rather than two teams completely running away? Yeah, but I have to. I have to agree with Mike. I don't think the Premier League is particularly great at the moment. I do. I I have to. You know, I have to say I, I don't think the the quality is. You know, obviously you've got two clubs at the very top that are prob- probably two of the best three or four in, in the world. But it, the you know, other than that, I think we'd all expect. I mean, Spurs fans will probably expect. Spurs to get better. I think Arsenal fans will probably expect Arsenal to get better. United fans definitely will expect United to get better. So, you know, there's there's that. But I mean, I think with Conte, he's like one of those things. If Spurs are in it in December, January, hmm. you know, if you're three or four points off then, then who knows? But that's the key. You've got to stick to these teams as long as you physically can. Yeah. Right? I mean, and like, like Reloaded Mike... here says... You have a bad start, six wins, four losses, titles already gone after 10 mm. games. But yeah, with the I mean, way that Liverpool City are. I think that's spot on. I yeah. think that's spot on. And I think, I, I, think, mean, yeah. I, I, I would, I would, I would, you know, Conte, obviously, I know I have my reservation about Conte as a long term solution. Mm. But it, in a, in a, in a, in a quick, you know, two, three year spell, he can do things. But will he be able to get, you know, I, you know, I think, all the other clubs are probably two or three windows behind City and Liverpool anyway, and they're going to buy again. You know, it's so it'll be tricky. Yeah, I mean, my, my aim for Spurs next season, I don't think is unrealistic. It's, I think, if we invest as Conte wants, third, we can easily get that's achievable, and then a cup, you know, FA Cup or League Cup, champ, good run in the Champions League as well, into the knockouts anyway. You know, I think we'll that's see, achie- we'll we'll see you in the Europa in February. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's achievable. Certainly, a, a, one of those cups. Obviously, you need a bit of luck, but third and. But I'm I only mean, joking. I'm only joking. We'll be out the Europa by then, mate. Bother <laughs> me. You can say what you want. You just have a load of people on the chats giving you a load of abuse. We'll see, I'll see you in the conference, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll see you. See you but, in um, like. Tbilisi or something, Mike. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on. Champions League race. So, obviously, Spurs got fourth ahead of Arsenal. Uh, Ben Ben predicted uh, Liverpool and United and Chelsea. So, you got three out of four. Uh, Leicester, who who, uh, someone in the chat, I can't remember who, apologies, uh, in fifth, who who weren't even in the race, really. And then Spurs and West Ham and Arsenal, uh, who Ben had sixth. Seventh and ninth, respectively. Uh, But Mike, top four race. Obviously, I'm delighted about it. Uh, Were you ever really kind of within the top four? I think we said said in January, didn't we? Right towards the end. Obviously, the Europa League was where your eggs were. Uh, Man United are always going to be considered top four just because they're Man United and then Arsenal as well. So it it changed. No one ever wants that fourth place because teams lose all sorts of games. It's, it's very rare that we got fourth and in the last, I don't know, 12 games or, or, or 11 games, we got 27 points out of 33. Normally, the team who finished fourth gets seven. Uh, so, yeah, so obviously we, we didn't have the great start. We ended up having a really great finish. Arsenal threw it away. Arsenal being Spursy, lovely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm assuming you guys, you, I'm, well, you haven't got the huge, the biggest squad anyway, but then the Europa League was kind of your 
that's what we're going for here towards the end of the season anyway. It was what we said in January, right? When we were talking about who's going to get that top four, we we said whoever does best does the best in January and who does right by their team is going to be the team that secures that position. The difference is Tottenham identified two positions they were weak in, which was on the right side and in centre midfield. So when it got Bentacor and they went and got Kulisevsky. So they fact they found their weak points, targeted, got them. They fitted within the Conte model. And because of that, they were able to flourish. And they're also to players that with games were always going to play well if they had got the right kind of backing from a manager. Mm. So immediately you improved your retention of the ball and you added another goal for it. So just by those two simple acts... Conte took your team to to, to a level that they weren't capable of achieving over the of that early part of the season. So Tottenham went on to perform much better. Obviously, Arsenal had um, a great run, but I think Arsenal were playing above themselves, which is probably going to please a lot of Tottenham fans for me said that. But I think they yeah, were. I think they were. Come back on again, yeah. <laughs> but I genuinely think they were. They were playing above themselves in that period. There were in some games where you go. They are getting the rub of the green. Um, and with us, we just didn't invest. Um, we had a is that money board. issue, or, or is that money issue, or, or uh, always thought the team was good enough? Of having a immature scouting uh, system at the time, which is only he's now had about a season to embed. Um, and going for players that arguably going for someone like uh, Nunez was a player you go for in the summer, you don't go for him in January, whilst he's having a great season for Benfica, who's a team who do not sell cheaply. That's not a player you go for. We also went for apparently for Diaz, who then went to Liverpool before um, it broke about Liverpool and um, bidding for him. So we went for these top players, but unless you're one quick, two, you are given more money, it just, it just ain't going to happen. So you need to have viable options and, and to have the conviction to do it. Basically, we didn't have that conviction and the talk was we're using that budget for, for this summer. Whichever way you look at it, it effectively looks like a failure on all parts because we had a position of weakness, which was our centre forward position because we only had one and we did nothing. So ultimately, we can't, you can argue that we got what we deserved over the course of the season when we started to run out of steam. And yeah, we did prioritise... Europa League, but again, tired legs, tired minds coming towards the end of the season, and it all just kind of uh, got to a point where it was a bit of an anticlimax, wasn't it? Uh, I wouldn't say anticlimax. It's just a slight feeling of what could have been with the season. Um, you're, you're talking to the converted there. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. There is that kind of feeling. <laughs> what could have been? You know, there's a couple of games over the course of the season. Had we done what we should have done, we would have got the necessary points to finish above United. But again, Ben would also suggest and say that over the course of the season, there were games where they could have got accumulated more points. So it's all ifs, buts, maybes, but I don't think you're going to find a single West Ham fan is going to say it's been a bad season. You know, we've we've no. got to the semi-finals. We had a great Europa run, uh, more than we expected, probably more than anyone expected. Decent runs in the cup. Good league kind of finish, considering how small our squad was. So, you know, it's not it's not bad, and ultimately... and you back that up, haven't you, from the season before? Yeah. No, I think exactly. there's always there's always like that question, isn't there? Like, yeah. did you do it last year by sort of semi fluke and 
and, and a lot of it, backed it up, yeah. yeah. And a lot of the media was also saying the reason we did so well is because the fans weren't there. And then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we had the fans this season, and this is what yeah. we did. So it's kind of like, well, the problem was never the fan base, then was it? It was yeah. toxicity el- elsewhere within the club that was causing us not to succeed. Um, yeah. But you know, I have to say credit to Tottenham because they did what they needed to do in January, in which to go on and do what they needed. You know, the, yeah. Conte after throwing his toys out of the pram. Uh, after was it a, was it a Burnley game or something? When I think when you yeah, got... yeah that was a bad one yeah yeah so you know after doing that throwing the toys out now that could have been a tactic to get the money in January which he ended up getting for the two players he wanted you know but that's why again like you, as Ben says you can't rely on him for the for the long term because yeah. you just get I don't think we've got him for that though but obviously yeah. at this moment in time he he's it keeps yeah. Kane for another year. Uh, <laughs> Which well, he's, been, he's a great manager. I get the feeling if he, things work, if things don't go well, say to me, oh yeah, there'll be a fallout at some point because that's what yeah. Conte does. But at this moment in time, it ain't happening. So hmm. we'll come to that when we come to that. But uh, <laughs> Ben, in, cha- in terms of Champions League, you said sixth if Kane stays for Spurs. Obviously, that yeah. was when Nuno was in charge, not Conte. And then obviously, yeah. it was second for United. I think no, third for United. Uh, that was when Solskjaer was there after finishing second last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you make of the top four race, really? Uh, and <laughs> I think for us, that, that Arsenal game was key. Them, them postponing that in, in at the start of January for one COVID case was kind of their undoing because it, it gave us so much momentum, not momentum, uh, motivation that the crowd on the day were unbelievable. And then Arsenal just capitulated but yeah, in terms weird, of the top four race overall in the season what did you make of it it was a weird season the top four. i think like i think like mike said as well like people dropping points all over the shop and like i said i don't think outside the top two this year it's 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 been a great league like, like quality wise i mean it's been weird like obviously you guys did the double over city i think i'm right in saying that right yeah we didn't lose to the top two at all so yeah and then and then i think one fifth of our points in the season from united came from your two clubs so I think you know it. it, it you we know, we it, didn't lose to the top two at all. We got bat or not batten. We conceded six goals against you in two games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So you know, it was a weird season. People were you know beating everyone, and you know it was there. But I mean, unlike Mike saying you won't you won't find a West Ham fan that will say it was a a bad season for United. You probably wouldn't find a United season that would say it was a good, United fan that would say it was a good season for United. So, yeah. but I, you know, I, I just, I, I just didn't see how um, finishing second. Okay, it was maybe a bit um, of a false position because of Liverpool's injuries or whatever. But finishing second, then you had Sancho, Ronaldo, Varane. I didn't, I just didn't see how we could go that badly yeah. wrong. But it happened. You know, I think, I think in terms of Spurs, I think like you said. Towards the end, you sort of found a, a system. We've got, I know you've got skip out, but other than that, there was mm. the, the player set was very was very good. You had players. Um, I saw Ben Davies a couple of times. I thought was brilliant. Oh, he he was unbelievable against Liverpool at Anfield, and then he had, he was for the last three games. He was yeah. brilliant uh, uh, for Wales last night. Well. What I mean is, Conte finds finds his faves, doesn't he? It seems like Cessin Young is ahead of Rogelion now, or whatever yeah. as well. Um, you know that front three. I mean. You know, I mean, I've I've talked about Son for for years about how if I if you gave me the choice of Son or Kane, I would have Son. 
right? And, I would uh, as well. I would as well. Well, I mean, I, and I've said it for two or three seasons, and you know, I know it's, I know Kane's a touchy subject sometimes for Spurs fans, but like, I, I, you know, I genuinely believe that. I um, and I think again that going into next season, I think West Ham and Spurs maybe a little, a little similar in that respect. You know, you've got a couple of players, you know, Kane and Son. That if a big injury happens to one of them, very difficult to replace. Uh, West Ham have got a similar thing with Bowen and Rice. I think two, you know pretty integral players for them. Suchek hasn't had the season that he had the previous year. I think there's looking around Twitter, there's a few question marks about him now, whether he might go and whether there's a relationship breakdown. But the top four, you know, quite a long way back, I think I, I didn't think United were involved and it did come down really to Spurs and Arsenal. And I think you're definitely the better team. I don't, I don't think there's, you know, yeah. th- th- they... That they rely on those youngsters, and you know, unless you're very got a special, special group, youngsters do fart struggle at times, it just happens that way. Mm. Yeah, you did say to me from uh, from January, I'd say maybe slightly later, that Spurs will get fourth, and I was no, 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 you'll get fourth. Yeah. So it's interesting that we both have so negative uh, our own teams, positive over the others. But uh, well, you it, you it, always think I'm trying to jinx you just, just from an opinion, <laughs> that's that's that's. that's, that's yeah. <laughs> So, but but yeah, I think like Mike said, obviously you went out and you got your, you know, your your loan to buys or whatever they were. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, but you know, it, it, next season will be much the same. I think. I think you'll have. I think you have those top two probably clear in a way, and then you'll have a battle probably for third to seventh, eighth. I mean, you know, Newcastle and Beheady Howell's going to be coming. So they're they're they they've obviously had a good run. And we'll go. We'll see how they do as well. I mean, how much? What are your hopes for next season for United? Obviously, it's not going to be a huge shock. But uh... yeah, yeah, I, I think I think United next season is almost a free hit for Ten Hag. I think he'll spend some money. I don't think there's there's you know United always spend money. I don't. What I don't would you make of him saying um, we can challenge Liverpool and City? I mean. It's far too early for next season, but maybe in three years if he gets time and, and yeah, gets but you can't. Team. You also can't do what some of our other managers have said and come out and say they're the standard. <laughs> As a United <laughs> manager, you, you can't come out. You can't come out and say, "Oh, we want to be a bit more like them." You know, they're the two worst clubs <laughs> to want to be like. You know, so um, yeah, but I, mean, I got nothing wrong with that ambition. Him saying it, you know, whether he can do it is another matter. He was, the, I think. The better, you know, I, I've said to you before as well, I think he was the right choice for us. Something fresh, something. Um, it's the first time United in a while have had a manager on the up. You know, we've had managers, you know, who either established or on their way down. Your Van Howes, your, your Jose's. You know, Shulshire obviously <laughs> wasn't even really a manager before. He was just like, a, you know, a, a different tactic completely. So I think. It'd be interesting to see what he's got. But I think next year, United, obviously the aim will be top four. I think you have to have that aim. I don't think they'll just go and go, yeah, is, do what you want. You know, is that it's... the bigger aim? Because Matt was on on Friday saying that, uh, uh, for those who don't know, Matt's a Man United fan as well, mutual friend of all three of us. Uh, he was saying his bigger aim isn't top four, but just watching football that's exciting again. Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. I think it's a bit of a free hit. I think there will be an aim internally, I mean, there's no way the Glazers will just go, yeah, don't worry about the Champions League money. Do what you want, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, so, so they're, they're there ready to leech. And, you know, and, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, that, that'll have to be the, the I mean, I'd, I'd have thought if you ask Conte, 
Moyes, they'll probably say the same. Top four next year, hopefully win a cup. You know, that type of thing. Um, you know, we've well, got... I imagine a... if we got fourth next year, Conte would be furious because it's not better than we did last season. No, he, but, he, but... He's very, very ambitious. But I, I, So I think third he'll be aiming for. And, and maybe a bit of a challenge for the title. But like I said, I think they're too far ahead. Though. I think I saw in one of your comments that came up, someone just said, you know, doesn't really matter, you know, second, third, fourth. It's progression of points. Like if Conte goes and gets another 10 points next season and finishes fourth, I think that's better than him finishing third on the same amount of points. I mean, this one, so, if I, I don't mind if we finish third or fourth, but if we get, we've got to get to 85 points if Conte's back. Possibly I mean, 85 is a big number, but, 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 yeah. but it's, but it's, you know, but that is the level. That's what we're talking here. You know, you're, you know, if you, if you want to be in a title race, you, you, I mean, minimum, absolute minimum, 82, 83 points to have even to be, to be classed as having had a challenge, I would assume would be yeah. next year. And even then so, that's 10 points, <laughs> like 10 points off the south yeah. of those two. I mean, I mean, like I say, I think both, like Mike said, mentioned it briefly earlier. I think both Liverpool and City are kind of in a, for them, it's a very small transition. It's not a United transition where 15 players are off. But like, it, you know, it, it's, it's, there is a small transition. Obviously, Haaland will change the way City play a little bit. I think um, it looks like Mane does want out of Liverpool. Okay, you could say they've already recruited his replacement. But... They've got not issues, but Salah's not signing the contracts. So it looks like he might be free next season. So that's Salah and Mane, who, who were two thirds of. Yeah, one of the best strike forces, certainly in recent times. Obviously, Diaz is is quality. Jota's done well when he's come on. They've got rid of Origi as well. Who, who the amount of big goals that he he uh, came up with. So it is a transition. Yeah, they've got them, that young kid Carvalho not, not coming the transition in. Transition of a whole team, but um, they got that young kid Carvalho coming in. Who I've watched yeah. a bit of Fulham this year. Looks, at, you know, whether he can take that to a Premier League level, I don't know. But in the in the Championship, he's looked sensation sensational so uh you know we will we will see it's very difficult to predict anything now because of signings you know yeah you know if you know i saw a report today that spurs might even be linked with lukaku you know uh, you know because of, of the conte the conte thing but i mean maybe that's a, if he's willing to be a backup for kane or kane drops deeper i don't know i i, I don't know it's it's, it's all been... transfer speculation a lot of it's clickbait and i just don't pay any no, well, United are signing every Ajax player since 1984. <laughs> so, I've had Ronald Koeman's playing at centre-back next year for us, so we're fine, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, uh, Mike, in terms of West Ham, what are your aims for next season? Or is it kind of more of the same and, and try and win a cup this time? right? Uh, I think for us, with when you look at what's going to happen in the league, so United, as Ben said, can't arguably get any worse. It is a free hit. So, Ten Hard can just basically go out and play football and allow the players to have complete and utter free expression because it's, it's a new dawn and a new era. That could rejuvenate a couple of players like Rashford and so on because it's just you're told to go out and play and go to attack. That's maybe less focus on uh, the defending side of things. So they can be a bit more kind of flamboyant. For us, I think, you know, we have to look at try and sustain what we've done already but you've got to look at, you know, Wolves potentially. They could, again, put money in. Leicester will be another interesting one because they didn't have a great season this year, but they're going to invest. Villa, 
the question is, are they doing it in Everton in terms of just funding money into the club, throwing money out of positions and actually not really buying a squad. They're just buying individuals and then trying to smash them in like, you know, out of shape jigsaw pieces. Um, and again, you know, you've got Newcastle, they're an unknown quantity next year. If they see if their form from the last part of the season carries on, then they're going to be a massive threat. They're going to spend money, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. You know, well, well, you, you'd think so anyway. They're already looking, apparently looking at spending about 55 to 65 million euros on DRB out of Bayer Leverkusen, who's a phenomenal player and incredible pace. So if you've got a maximum on one side and DRB on the other, you know, full bats are going to be quivering over the course of the season because that is a lot We're of with Sam, Sam Maximan now, which I'd take. But again, paper yeah. talk. So No, exactly. So Leicester, Leicester won't be as bad either. No, exactly. injuries, the thing is, no. Some of the teams won't be as bad as they were. Um, also, I think everyone's probably going to invest fairly heavily this year. Uh, even Palace are going to be probably a bit of a dark horse because they're already looking at some really smart signings already. Again, paper talk, but on paper, the players are looking at our smart signings and arguably could do good. I think for us, probably our best route to getting European football again, which has to really be our aim because we've done it for the past two seasons now, we have to aim for another uh, go in Europe. So you have to look and go, well, our probably best chances in the cup. Uh, so you look at one of the cups or looking at the conference league as a, as a, the kind of main one. And then we've got to keep the form going in the Premier League and keep ourselves ticking over. So, but ultimately with us, it's about squad size. At the moment, I would say where we are with the squad we have, we need to try and sustain where we are in that top half of the league and just continue to consolidate that we are top uh, 10 to so on. Should arguably be, you know, aiming at top eight and above because I think that eight and above, that is such a tight pool of teams at the moment. But if we don't improve, we'll drop. It's just as simple as that. Our whole season uh, hinges on what we do in the summer because if we don't go do right in the summer... It's, it's going to be almost an irrelevance because we're going to work with a really small pool and it's going to be really, really... It'll be, it'll be really impressive if Moyes can do it again for like three seasons in a row to have a small squad and to get them to overperform like they have in the past too. But at some point, those legs aren't going to keep running <laughs> and you're going to find problems. Am I right with West Ham though as well? From the outside, obviously you know more about than me, yeah. but from the, from the outside, it feels like if you don't stay top eight, stay relevant in that race... You've got a couple of big players who yeah. will, will, will go, you know, Rice yeah. will be gone. Rice yeah. is likely gone next season anyway. So that's kind of, right. you know, okay. it's probably happening. We, I think we're all resigned to that fact. But, yeah. you know, if Bowen has another season next year, like he did this year, there's already been talks of Liverpool looking at him anyway. So again, when you think of Liverpool, the players they're losing, it fits that Klopp type player. Because yeah. um, he can play as a right winger, he can play as a centre forward. Um, a bit like how Yotta transition from a winger to a forward with Liverpool as well and how he did with, with Wolves. So, you know, you can say that that's probably two players that are almost nailed on to leave if we don't succeed. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are potentially others, you know, even Zuma is still a quality player. There are still top teams who probably would look at him if he has a solid season again and would take the, the gamble on him because he's experienced, he, he knows the league and so on. So we have to at least at a minimum maintain. Yeah. Otherwise, the good work from the last two seasons 
is going to fall away. We're essentially on that precipice now. It's a kind of, uh, you have to go in the market or don't and, ex- and accept that just going to fall away and be that mid-table team. Yeah, and there's clubs yeah. after you, isn't there? There's, there's clubs yeah. after you, like like your yeah. Newcastles or, you know, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're just not going to finish lower, are they? They're, you know, the yeah. SMDAs uh, knocking on the top six if they make the correct signs. I think top four is a bit too much for them. Next season, but certainly the season after, yeah. and the season after that, Newcastle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing what, what what's going on with that. But like, they're they're they I mean, even I mean, I've got a mate who's a Newcastle fan, and he says he doesn't think they're going to spend like three two fifty three hundred million this summer. He said it'll probably be like hundred and fifty, but they'll go and buy a bunch of young, real promising players. And like, because if it doesn't work out, they'll spend another fifty million the following season. You know, and, and until you find <laughs> enough, until you find enough that does work out, so. It's, you know, a lot of all of this state money, it's a matter of time, really. I think, you know, it, it, unfortunately, that's the way it kind of works. Um, it might be two years, it might be 10 years, but it will happen. You know, th- th- there's no way around it if, if they keep f- pumping money in. So, yeah. But yeah. And then, uh, yeah, move on. Europa and Conference League race. Uh, this is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is where we tune in then. I don't know which positions fit that. I mean, someone who's been doing this for three years should have done his research. Yeah, the five tip is Europa League. But uh, he, w- he wasn't great. doing that. He was busy making a result and watching Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, so, Arsenal, obviously Europa. United, are you Europa or Conference? They're Europa. We're Europa. We're Europa. West, West Ham. We're in uh, Conference. So, fifth and sixth are Europa League and then seventh okay. is Conference. And then Leicester in eighth just miss out, right? Uh, no. So, it's... Uh, Basically, you only get two places for the um, Europa League. You get one place for conference. And then I believe if the something I think to do with the FA Cup. So I think if the yeah. two winners in the FA Cup have got Champions League or Europa League, then a conference league position becomes available. Yeah. Well, that's going to happen then, isn't it? It was Liverpool and Chelsea in both of the Cups. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so Leicester... Get in and do get Europe. I mean, the the obvious difference in the uh, uh, Ben's predictions, which I think most of us would probably have made that mistake with, is Everton in eighth, which <laughs> finished seventeenth, sixteenth. Sorry, I've missed out Norwich. I do apologise, Norwich fans, but you can kind of see it there. Be honest, mate, I think they're probably uh, quite happy you left them out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in terms of the Conference League race. It wasn't. I mean, it's not really a race. Generally, most of the teams who finish in those in those places are ones who didn't quite make top four. So it's not really a race. It's kind of the best of the rest in terms of yeah. European qualification. Yeah, I think the disappointing thing for us was we had a game against Brighton. It's our bogey team, but you know we we put ourselves in a position. Um, arguably, again, if we'd have held out against Man City, we would have got the result we wanted and would be in Europa League again. But that's what I mean for for our season. There's a lot of shoulda, woulda, coulda moments, um, which would have put us better off. Uh, but again, based on the size of our squad, to finish seventh, to have which, a European competition again, and the opportunity to, should you win it, that's a long way to go to get there, but should you win it, you guarantee Europa yeah. League football the following would season. Would you have preferred to be out of Europe being a small squad? And, and like we say, next season, the squad is going to be vitally important even more so maybe yeah. because of the five subs no no yeah. to be honest no. Mate, some of the experiences it, that we've had like a, a lot of Spurs fans 
it's another cup to win. It's another potential. Yeah, game. exactly. I, I don't. I think any fan that says they don't want to be in a competition, mm. I don't understand how you can call yourself a fan because mm. surely you want to well, see. They're your thinking team of the long in... term, aren't they? Without you, at, uh, Chelsea under Conte didn't have you at one of the yeah, league best before that like, as well. So that, that's the thinking what behind it. In the league, what do you Just win with the league? Yeah. yeah like, no, no, no. I'm not saying league. that's what I think. Is yeah, it's the way that some fans think that you know, yeah, without that yeah. distraction, you can focus on other. Yeah, but but this is the thing. What are you going to focus on? Like, you're going to focus on the league. Well, the only thing you're focusing on really is Champions League qualification. So that's not a trophy. That's not, you know, at the end of the season. Go, yeah, we got European football. But you're not. You're not really going to look back at that in years to come and go. Remember that season we got quite Champions League. You're not. No. You're going to be like. Remember that season we got to the quarterfinals of a, of, a, of a league of a, a Champions League, or remember we got to the final. It's those big milestone moments you remember, not just qualifying for the tournament. It's you want to be in a competition because you want to win it. So you want to see your team get far. Um, and I think that's why you know when when you win, it's amazing. When you lose and when you go out, it always hurts. You know, I think every team has seen that over the years. We've had it, not had it for <laughs> God knows how many years. But ultimately, you know, it's, you've got to be in those competitions. And I think if you want to be out of them, then that's not the spirit of football, right? It's not why you're in football to be a fan. You're in there to see your team play. I'm, I'm with Mike game. on this. Mike said at the top of this podcast, his favourite moment of the year was Sevilla. Mm. Yeah. Right? So what Mike's effectively said then, Sod the 38 games we've just had in the league, <laughs> right? Yeah. No matter what happened, those two games against Seville. So, I mean, to me, right, like those competitions, they they still mean something. Like, like, yeah. I understand if you're if you're Liverpool, right, and you've dropped right out, you might think, right, we can win the league next year, right? So we might not want Europe, but United and West Ham aren't winning the league. So, yeah. so like, so for United, the Europa League could be our, our route into the Champions League, mm. right? And the Conference League, right? I think most of the people who don't like the Conference League are people who don't really go to the games, right? Mm. And what they do is, because I'm telling you now, some of those Conference League away games would be hilarious. Oh, mate. It would be hilarious, some of them, yeah. Do you there's, think there's, there's a... There's one with a train track across in front of the stand. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, so so, I mean... Again, I think you know. In in that respect, I'm I'm with Mike. Like I, you know, a lot of United fans I saw online were saying, "Oh, more time for Ten Hag on the training ground and stuff." But United have 20, 25 to twenty eight players to keep happy. You know, you, you know. If, so if you're just playing in the league and the cups, where do you play these players? Like, I don't know how many of them will stay, but we got like Garner who's just gone up from from with Forest. He's going to hopefully come back next year. Hannibal, you know, we've got an under 18 team. I like that Hannibal. He that, that Liverpool game I watched the 4 0, awful. But yeah. in two minutes, he showed more desire than a, a yeah. nine, but, ten of your players. Sancho, I thought, played well in that as but, well when he like, came on. I've seen Mike on, online as well, like bang the drum for some of his youth guys to get games, especially in their Finn squad. The Conference League, is there any better opportunity than to blood some of these? So, so you know, in my, in my eyes, Getting the obviously everyone would prefer the Champions League football. Mike would prefer to be going to watch Champions League football. You know, I'd prefer to go watch you know, you know Champions League. I'll, football. I'll let you know what it's like. Right? Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> I think I remember it. Right? Um, um, and, right it's changed. And it's changed since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's changed <laughs> these days. Um, but yeah, and 
So I'm all in for the competitions, you know, whether or not, you know, like someone like United or would, 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 would say, oh, it's our aim to win the Europa or whether or not, you know, mm. uh, we use it as an opportunity to play some more of the fringe players and get an idea. Like I say, this is a bit of a free hit. But if United end up ninth come, come December, we might think, oh, we might want to take the Europa seriously. <laughs> You know, so, you know, it, things change. I think the more competitions you're in, the more chance of trophies, which is what it's all about, really. Why not? Yeah. And we'll get back onto Europa League in a sec, but Audio Artisans asked you a question here, Mike. Quite a good one, I think. Uh, will the lack of Mark Noble in the squad affect West Ham next See, season? The, important, the most important word in all of that is squad. Mm. In the 11, No. In the squad, it could have an impact because he he's was... obviously got uh, got some res- a lot of respect from the yeah, squad. He, he, he's without him in the squad, you maybe don't have that kind of. Is he a talisman? I guess he kind of is. Um, um, oh, it, he, he's just he has presence. He, presence, maybe. Yeah, he, he has a huge respect, and whilst he's maybe you know he has waned on the field over the last few years, um, he's not been you know as productive he, he, he and I wouldn't say he's you know a, a leader as such on the pitch in terms of that player who grabs a game by the scruff of the neck and takes it forward and gets into his team and gets them raring to go but he is a bloke that fosters a really good you know camaraderie he looks out for his for his teammates and things like that so I think it's ultimately is going to have a bit of an impact fortunately we have Declan Rice who's quite similar mentality wise and Basically, been taken under Noble's wing since he came through, and really good for for the club. I mean, the, the important thing is there are players that I don't necessarily think should be in our eleven, like Cresswell. But it's keeping those players around in the squad that will soften the blow for say, you know, for like Noble going. But ultimately, Noble likely likelihood is in the next six months he'll be back in the club anyway. Either at youth, coach. youth level coach, yeah, or somehow involved in the first team because mm. you know he's 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 adored by like David Moyes and the coaching staff, so he will be in and around the club. So it's possibly not going to have that effect. The, the biggest effect is going to be if we don't improve, we don't have the quality we need, or, or if we get too fixated on say aiming at Premier League proven players. That, that fixation could actually be the biggest detrimental uh, thing for us than, say, Park Noble go. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think and with it, Noble, I think with Noble as well, like, uh, you know, I don't know as much as Mike on, on obviously West Ham matters, but he does seem that guy to guy that knits a dressing room. You know, like, like, um, like I think Lingard spoke quite a lot how he integrate, integrated him in, you know, and told him to get off his phone and, you know, stuff like that. You know, he set the, set the rules. So yeah. you got you, you well, got Lingard didn't say that, did he? Paul Skull said that because Lingard told him. Yeah, well, whatever. It doesn't make a difference, <laughs> does it? It's all it's it's all the same, you know. So, um, but yeah, and uh, and I think you know, speaking from a club where the, obviously the dressing room is very divided or isn't isn't rosy, you know, you do need those sort of top professionals, those top, you know, who might say to someone, look, you've been out of you've been out of the team for a you know a couple of weeks. You know, just have your have your faith, you'll be back in, keep working out, you know, that type of stuff. So it doesn't become they're not playing me. And I think Noble was that that type. Plus as well, I think other groundsmen are going to be upset because he used to sweep the dressing room, didn't he? Yeah, he used to sweep dressing room. But um 
But the other thing that will happen is uh, Ben Johnson said the other day when he let Mark Noble wasn't there for one of the games. As uh, yeah. he went to leave, he turned around and saw that it wasn't clean. So he went back in and cleaned it up because he had Noble in, in the back of his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's what you what need, like characters that. like that. It kind of unites a team. And... Tone, tone setters. Yeah. Tone setters yeah, are important yeah. in a club. Yeah, exactly. And as you said, what he did to Lingard, he did do that. It's like, no, you, you don't. You, you get off your phone. You talk to people here. We don't. We don't do that. You're no in dancing here, mate. Place. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. if you're here, you're here. You're not doing stuff for TikTok. You're not doing stuff yeah. for Instagram. You're you're yeah. here and you're engaging with the people that you're with. You do that. When score you a goal, score a goal, do a dance, but not not for only for school. No, exactly, <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, lose a game and the next day be dancing with Popper in the changing room. Exactly, <laughs> it'll be a big miss, no doubt. But if he comes back in a coaching role or whatever, then it yeah. might not be the big blow that people think it is. But in terms of a Europa League, Ben, obviously. And and Europa League, Arsenal will be annoyed that they're in Europa League because they had fourth. Man United, probably the best you could hope for. West Ham pretty good as you say Leicester uh, do you think they'll be annoyed they're not in the Europa League but the conference or do you think they'll be delighted because they were completely off the pace this year and have still got into Europe I, 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 I think Leicester had obviously a bad season injury Fafana was out all year Evans missed a lot um, I think they'll be fine I think whether they'd want to play in it, I think they would. I think, again, like we've just said, I think, you know, Brendan Rodgers would prefer to, to play in it than not. I think the players, you've got more players to keep happy. I think uh, me and Mike have regular conversations about this Dakar guy because Mike loves yeah. loved him, you know, whatever. And he didn't see it. But then you actually look at the stats and he, he's playing. He's scoring fairly well, but just yeah, maybe not in the league. Don't let me see minutes or something. Yeah, but he's playing in the, the those competitions. So, again, they've got players they need to keep happy. They've got some talented youngsters. That, 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 he that he could be playing a much bigger role last year. Vardy's not out, but he's he's kind of winding down now, isn't he? Yeah. Although yeah, Iniacho, I do like Iniacho. Well, yeah, you've got Iniacho and, and Daka there. You know, I'm pretty sure Ben was about to say Drewsbury Hall is coming through in centre yeah. midfield. So that comes as well. A bit of a lost yeah. Man. yeah, so it kind of eases the fact that Tillemans is probably leaving this summer as well. So, yeah. again, you know, there's... I, there's I think there's a lot of transition in the teams, probably from sixth downwards. I think there's probably significant yeah. transition going on with those teams, which is going to make it quite quite difficult maybe to kind of judge them. Probably Palace was the one who softened that transition the most because they made big changes this well, in the summer that's been. So there's probably a more cosmetic surgery coming in, in this summer for them, whereas the likes of Man U, West Ham, obviously Villa, if you look at it already, are already trying to do big cosmetic changes. Newcastle are going to do big cosmetic changes. So it's going to be really hard until, I guess, the dust has settled a bit and we've yeah. seen the transfer window to kind yeah. of judge as to where a lot of teams are going to start to fall. I think probably the top four, as it is now, are probably the teams favoured to be back in the top four again next season. I would yeah, we'll obviously talk about the, the, uh, the next season in much more detail in a preview. Ben will be there yeah. on that one because Man United wouldn't have potentially ruined the season for him <laughs> by that point. Uh, but yeah, and, and we'll be doing that after, well, not after the transfer window closes. That's when the season's in full swing. But uh, it's going to be a very interesting one as well in terms of transfers, which we'll obviously talk about in detail because a lot of a lot of fringe players don't want to be fringe players because there's a World Cup coming on. So that could yeah. affect transfers as well. But uh Let's move on to relegation. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. Do we not talk about this too much because teams don't want to talk about it? Well, or do, let's face it. We Norwich, we all knew, right? Yeah. So there's not much more to say uh, on Norwich. <laughs> Norwich, I, I, you can't see that there, but Ben had them in 20th uh, yeah. and, and, and so did we. I'll, I'll take the banner off in a second. Uh, so, yeah, Norwich in 20th, Watford 19th. Oh, you've got the bottom two right. That's pretty good. And uh, Burnley. Uh, but, I mean, Norwich were in a bit of a downhill struggle anyway when they had that really tough start. And You want that kind of first win under your belt. Relax, everybody. But Daniel Farker, <laughs> it didn't work last time playing that attacking football when you can't score as many goals. And he did exactly the same. Dean Smith hasn't kind of worked, but they could bounce back up. Watford, when when you sack, you know, and, and employ more managers than uh, my town that I live in has more people in one season, it's inevitably going to end up going downhill at some point. Uh, but the big battle was Everton, Leeds and Burnley. I didn't even realise Leeds were in such a bad state. I thought when Jesse March came in, they kind of steadied the ship a little bit and they were fine and all of a sudden they're in there. Uh, but in terms of... I'll come to you first, Ben. Uh, you had Southampton down there and Burnley, you had 16th, not a million miles away. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was similar to the top four in a way. Uh, <laughs> one team was favourites to go down then they weren't the next week then they were and then someone else was in someone else was in I thought Everton would go down I didn't want Everton to go down because then there's only one team that reformed the Premier League that's still in it who haven't won the league and that's us uh, now there's two still so we're alright but I honestly thought they'd go down when they sacked Sean Dyche I thought Burnley were in free fall and, and Mike Jackson did wonders just unfortunately didn't get it at the end and Leeds trumped them but yeah, yeah. I mean Nor it's Norwich and Watford, I, I, I think most people would have had where you had them maybe swap positions, but going down. Uh, but those other three, I, like I say, it was like the top four race where it swapped every week. Yeah, I think I thought when Everton, um, it was a couple of weeks in a row, wasn't there, where Everton, like they they scored, didn't they? Oobi scored against Newcastle when they had ten men yeah. to win it, well, they were and then they beat down, Chelsea. Thought, yeah, and I think they beat Arsenal as well, didn't they? Everton. They, yeah. they beat Chelsea, didn't they? I think it was it Chelsea as well they beat. And I think they yeah, so they got yeah. so they got six points like within I think it was like two weeks of it. And because on paper you were looking at their their games, you're thinking, well, Newcastle are playing well, that isn't gonna be easy. And they were got Chelsea and they thought, well, they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna do well there. Hmm. And all of a sudden from those points they got six points. And at that point I thought they're gonna stay out because of the home games. They're, they're like, you know, I thought they, they are gonna stay out because of these these home games they've got. Um, and then they there was that game late. Who was that again? Was it self? I mean, who was they? They scored three in the second half. They were two nil down. Oh yeah, was that? Uh, Wol Wolves? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Was it yeah. Wolves? I can't remember. Anyway, but so no, it was Palace. It was Palace. Was Palace? It? Palace. Yeah, and, and that's and where I, Wenger got attacked, and then uh, good for him. Wenger, Vieira. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good for yeah. him, kicked the fan, and quite. Yeah. Well, so, so like. I think Everton were on thin ice, you know, there, there is definitely an alternate universe where they got relegated. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, 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 that definitely exists. And, but I think, and everyone always had this feeling about Burnley that they'd find a way out because they always seem to. And I think, like you say, when they sacked Dyche, everyone was like, well, that's it, they're down. And then they got a couple of results. And you yeah, thought, they had a bit of a surge. The they thought, oh, new Jesus, manager bounced, but it just obviously wasn't quite yeah, thought, Oh, Jesus, are they going to stay up? And then, and I have to be honest, the worst team we faced this year is Leeds. Twice. 
right? Like United, I wish every I wish every but team would have gone man to man. Did you play them with Jesse March or Bielsa? Because we played them twice. We played Bielsa, them... two of the easiest games we had this season. I just can't remember. Did we play so them... open? Did we play them him. twice? We just I can't remember. I can't honestly can't remember the second one. But the second game at Ellen Road was one of one of my favourite games of the year. It was completely rain soaked, and McTominay was going around like a hatchet man. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and um and yeah, and but they were so poor in quality. And the first game I can remember we, we played them on the opening day and we just smashed them. I mean it, we think we won five one, but it could have been ten. You know, it was they went man for man. And I think I can't remember who it was, was now. That early in the season when Pogba put my teeth back in. Pogba still can't do it. Paul, four Paul, goals, four, four assists. Yeah, that was the first game of the season. Yeah, first game yeah. of the season, he got four well, assists. He absolutely battered them, and it could have been ten. Like, yeah, said. and in the yeah, and in the second game, they had Adam Forshaw, who went man to man on Pogba, and it was ridiculous. It was insane. Like the poor guy, he, he he's couldn't he couldn't deal with it. And um, and yeah, in the second half, they came back, and then Fred, Fred, Fred won the game, which is just says you everything you need to know. But like, but it, but it is. <laughs> But it, but it was it, they they were awful and I, there's no way the, the two games against Burnley were worse than Leeds but obviously they picked up the points so well, I thought they were going down in the not the last game but I think the two games before they got someone sent off in both but yeah, yeah and they somehow managed it but I mean Mike every one of those five teams sacked their manager I mean Norwich were kind of in free fall almost down and I think Dean Smith was more let's look to the future in the championship. Watford sack more managers than I have at dinners. I, I um, think probably us three are probably in line at some point to get a call up from Watford. Yeah, well, I'm we? doing well on football managers, so I might <laughs> put my name forward. It'll only be about two years until uh, they run out of everyone else. But in terms of Everton, Burnley and Leeds, you, you've got to say, even though it was a struggle for Everton, they got it right with getting Lampard because he kept them up. Leeds, they had to change something. You can't be that open and, and refusing to change. And Burnley... You have to say got it wrong with Sean Dyche. Um, well, I wouldn't I mean, say but, but then, got it wrong. I just think... Well, in the end result, you kind of have to say it, whether, whether it's... Uh, they'd have been worse well, off if Dyche had stayed there. You could also say their performances perform... Uh, they perform better, so... Maybe us, so, you know. But, yeah, they the, the, the <laughs> could say that. So did we. Twice. But ultimately... <laughs> you, know, you know how it always kind of goes, you know, that argument of if you flirt with relegation for too long... You're eventually going to get your fingers burned and you're going to suffer. Was it Paul Merson used to say, if you keep walking past the hairdressers, you'll eventually get your hair cut? Not if you walk around there at like midnight because they're closed. But... <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, but, know, I know what season would have been nowhere near it, but there have been other seasons where they've been so close to it and then just pulled away at the end. So much so that I think there was yeah, probably within fan bases that uh, Burnley have just pulled through. But I think this was the, the time where you flirted with it enough and this time you just yeah. haven't got the enough to do it. Also, you've got to remember, they've got the, the oldest squad in the Premier League. You know, they didn't really have any young legs in there to kind of get through. Um, Simply Ace has said this. He's a, they went down and spent very little on players over the last few seasons, getting rid of Dyche, a terrible decision. But in terms of, yeah, older players, like you say, yeah. not buying anyone, getting a year older, a year older, a year older. Well, they well, must have get their season. Had he not got injured, they might have got one, a one extra win somewhere in that phase where he was injured that might have secured their safety. It's just... 
that McNeil kid didn't really do it either. Like he 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 he's a he's an ex United youth and he's always been a bit like that. You know, he can turn up Sunday and look like Messi, right? And then next next week you don't do it for four or five weeks, right? And if he was playing couple... with better players consistently, would he look a lot better? I don't know. I don't. Maybe I don't know. Not, but, not, not kind of but he's a good player. He's a good player. You know, uh, you'll be to test that level of whether you can be consistent. It's yeah. going to cost you the tune of forty million quid in which yeah. to do that. Yeah, and yeah. if you're going to spend that money, you want to see that consistency yeah. a lot more often. Even in a poor team, you'd expect him to have a few more goals or a few more assists to his name. I think um, as well the other the other thing that you the other thing that just crops up with Burnley as well. That my friend was saying to me the other day, he was like, Tarkovsky's out of contract. You know, big big yeah. player for them. Nick they, Pope so, will want to be playing in the World Cup. Newcastle took Wood, right? Who maybe wasn't scoring loads of goals, but was pretty. I know that way course guy came in did okay or whatever, but but he was you know he's scored goals to keep them up before Wood. Right, and there is this feeling I think, like you know, with these players that are out of contract, are due a big move. The last thing they want is an injury. You know, they're going to get some. So it's sort of then they, they sack Dyche, and I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, realistically, you look at that Burnley squad. I mean, I was looking at like Everton to go down, or can maybe pinch Richarlison, you know, or you know, I was you know looking for Leeds going down, or Phillips and the Rafinha might be decent. You look at Burnley, yeah, you think, well, Richarlison's mm. going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he can chuck a flare out of a stadium. So he, <laughs> he's given up on football now. You don't, you don't want to play for the Tampa Bay. He's got the same owners as us. Uh, but yeah, and but <laughs> but I think I, I think you know you look at Burnley and the squad was just inherently quite poor. I mean, there won't be a there won't be a clamour. You know, maybe the goalkeeper. I think Tarkovsky will go maybe on loan to a Newcastle or West Ham. You know, but sorry, not loan as a free. But they wouldn't have been spending forty million pound on him. You know, and you know maybe that Dwight McNeil, you know, Cornet might move on. But they're not. None of these are going to go to a top six, yeah. top six team. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I think you know in the end, probably squad wise, the three weakest went down. What I would say about Watford and, and Norwich though is is that is that that's their model. Yeah. That, 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 I mean, yeah. you, you can take the mick out of how many uh, Watford sack their managers and, you know, it's not for everyone, you know, I, I get that. But Watford go up and down. They, Watford, when, when you asked any of their fans at the start of the season, they wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, we'll definitely stay in the Premier League. You know, they're, like, they're, they're almost expecting, they'll get that money, get their parachute payments down, they go, or whatever it is, or, you know, and, you know, they'll sell Saar and Dennis this summer and make a bit more money and they'll invest it and, one or two seasons, they'll come back up again. You know, that's Norwich and, and Watford's mm. model. They, they're not, you know, if on the way they hit a Premier League survival, you know, two or three seasons, that's great. But, you know, they, they have the same model. And you can, say, you can say it isn't working for them because they're getting relegated. But you could also say it is working for them because they keep coming back up. There are lots of teams who go down who don't come back up. You know, mm. so it's... Is just 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 as like you know playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the top ten or the last two of the top ten. There's only two to talk about here: Brighton and Wolves. Uh, two teams who I think have exceeded expectations. Brighton, on your predictions, haven't exceeded it that much, uh, going up two positions, but. They get goal scorer. They'd easily be in Europe, maybe not Champions League, but certainly Europa. 
I was going to say certainly Europa or Conference, they're the only other two. So, <laughs> uh, But Wolves, I mean, they lost Nuno, who we know all about Nuno, but he obviously he did brilliantly for Wolves, coming up, getting seventh. You never worried about Wolves going down. Uh, and then they get uh, Bruno Large, who's very unknown quantity. They lose Traore, regardless of what you think of Traore. He was a big player for them, big part of how they played. And they finished 10th. I mean, I, I think they were in the conversation for top four at one point, weren't they? And then obviously slipped down. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, word on those two, uh, Mike, Brighton and Wolves. Yeah, I'll be quick on Wolves because, to be honest, I don't think Wolves are that much entertaining team to watch. They're just a very good conventional team that gets the job done. They know their jobs, they know their roles, and they do it very well. Um, and, you know, they, they were in contention for... Europa, I don't think they were ever in contention really for top four. They were very effective what they do and they've got Jimenez is, is a good forward. Um, it's good for lose, him. It's good to see him playing yeah, football regularly again exactly. after the uh, And also removing the, the, the kind of the you know protective headba- headband as well. That that was that's good to see that he's playing football normally or he feels that he can now play to, to a normal level. Um but yeah, you know, they lose uh Neves, which has obviously been talked about quite a bit and quite extensively. That could be interesting. Um, but yeah, they're just a good functional team. Uh, you know, that's no disrespect to them because it's good and functional. There's nothing wrong with that if you're, if you're winning games and staying in the league. Um, the only reason I don't want to talk much of them because I actually want to give Brighton, you know, their fair props because, <clears throat> as we said quite a few times over the course of the season, not only just on Twitter, but when we've come here, is if Brighton actually had a striker, to be perfectly honest, they would probably be the team in fourth. And that, I know that people who laugh, I think that's stupid. But the truth is, they're very hard to beat. If they had a striker, the likelihood is with the amount of goal chances they create, they would win a game three two, as opposed to losing it by you know two nil or two one. Well, they battered us at White Hot, uh, yeah. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, but it was only the last minute goal. But they absolutely battered us. Yeah, is, and that's the thing. They're, they're an incredibly strong team. And people don't give them enough credit. The midfield has got so much energy with Wepu, uh, as it Casillas. Uh, also, they're proper. They can put in their Basuma. You know, they've got a good young team that they're building. It's just they don't have that player, Bar Trossard, really, who can consistently put the ball in the net. And you know, if they have that, if they can find that in the summer, they're going to be a really interesting team to watch because if they've added the right players, I guess again, Cucurella. If he leaves, that's another player who's obviously been talked about. You know. People are looking at City Brighton. want him, don't they? City want Cucurella. Yeah, City want him. Chelsea apparently looking at him as well because Alonso. So people were looking at Brighton and going, well, who can we take from that team? You know, there's Cucurella has been talked about. Bissouma has been talked around as well. There are teams, no doubt, if he was available, people would go for Trossard. You know, I'd imagine Tottenham would also go for Trossard if he was available because he fits that kind of player Tottenham could use. Um, bit the goalkeeper, like the goalkeeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then um, Sanchez has come through, done well. So you you look across that team, even Webster. Sorry, in centre back, good player Lamptey when he does play yeah. and when he looks fit, he, he's good. So you kind of look around that team and go, probably most teams in the top six would take at least one or two players out of that team. That just tells you how good their recruitment is. That if a top six team and including you know Man City will look at Kukure and go. That's a player can do us a job at left back. It's quite a it's quite a good endorsement of not only their recruitment but what the team that they've become under Potter. And yeah. I think that's that's the thing. Potter is a 
good manager, but he's obviously an exceptional coach because he's. Well, that's the thing, that. isn't it? It's not just uh, the recruitment; it's the coaching of. Yeah. With, with no disrespect, a lot of players who were, uh, who were these, um, mm-hmm. two three seasons ago, and he's coached them into now. Like you say, you've rallied off, uh, uh, I don't know, five players there who could get big moves if they were available. Which three years ago, with no disrespect, people wouldn't have necessarily known who they were. And that's down to the coaching, and then that's even before, like you said, Ben. The manager could be wanted by these these clubs. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I still don't know really. Even even looking at Spurs, I mean, you could pick any team. I'm not I'm not just picking on Spurs, but since it's a Spurs podcast, you uh, think you know, Ever- so, Everton might look for him, or do you think? Why Lampard would you go to Everton? That's that's no, a nightmare. Definitely. Why would he go to Everton? That's a nightmare scenario. Yeah, for him, I, I would genuinely, if West Ham ever looked past David Moyes, Potter would be the guy that I would. Yeah. Want West Ham to be all over. Well, that's me, three of us there who who when our managers have got. Or, Moyes hasn't gone, but if he were yeah. before when Nuno was appointed, before Nuno, I wanted Potter. You you, you wanted him, or, or maybe not wanted him, Ben, but it, you would not have been upset at all if um well, he'd have gone well, to United instead of Ten Hag. I think I said but, to you, I think I said to you at the start, at the start of the season, right? Conte might short term be the best thing for Spurs, mm. right? But I'm more fearful of Spurs with Potter with a five year contract. Mm long term I think he could yeah. really make something at Spurs and I think when you've got um, when when you've got uh, like I mean I don't know Arsenal I, I keep think coming back to Arsenal with him right I, I, I keep coming back you know to them I think he'd be a great fit there they do tend to give managers time there I think you know you, well, yeah. I, I think if Arteta doesn't start the season off well I mean, I'm not talking like 10 wins out of 10 but you know Maybe not in a top four race, but you know what I mean. Like, oh, they they could put a challenge in for top four here. I think he could be really under pressure. And I'm astonished. You could well. see a I'm astonished he wasn't interested in Newcastle as well. Like again, that's another yeah. for me would be a disaster because I think he ruled himself out though, didn't he? Quite he did. Maybe he didn't he, want to move up north, maybe or something like that. Yeah, they took the was it the CEO or when they took one of the head guys at Norwich um, at um, Brighton. I think Don't say heads, Mike. Brighton. Don't say heads. <laughs> Yeah, but, but uh, look, I, I, I think I think he I think he's like um, a top top manager, and I think he'll go on. But he like him him at Newcastle, for example, would I think be a really incredible appointment for them. I don't really rate Eddie Eddie Howe that much. Of you know, he's all right, but I think I think, but I think he would have done Spurs, would have done Arsenal. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. But He's I mean, got to get they... a move eventually. He's got to because yeah, the I only guess. problem with Brighton is, and I said this at the start, I, they're my favourite team to watch in the league. And I can't help, Mike, that you didn't mention uh, Super Danny Welbeck in those players. But, you know, a bit, bit disappointed in that. But um, He's not but, young and exciting enough for me. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's <laughs> just exciting these days. And, uh, yeah, and uh, but I, I think, you know, their problem is they've got to sell players, right? You know, Basuma looks like. Do, he do you think that would be the reason that they can't get a striker in? They need to sell people to be able to get a striker because someone like a Danny Ings, I've always thought would suit them. I don't think he, he, he showed at Southampton. Danny Ings, you give him starts. If he, but then again, you say that Danny Ings, look at Danny Ings at Villa this year, anonymous. I'd, yeah. See, I'd like to see someone like that Broger guy go there on loan again. You know, yeah. he was, you know, why not? I mean, I think he would do well. You know, it, I know it, obviously he's gone and done well at Roma now, but if they could have got Tammy Abraham on loan instead of him go, you know, when they sold him, you know, that type of that type of sort of player, I think, would be um, 
he had scored buckets. I think. I think they'd score. They'd score buckets, and that, and I think that he would. But I think every season, every every summer, I fear for Brighton because I think, oh, they someone's going to come and st- take three yeah. or four of their players, and they and the players they buy just won't gel quick enough, and they'll be sixteenth. You know, in that type of position, they're one of and those teams that are doing so well that teams are looking at picking them off now. Yeah, so it's, it's it's they're at that difficult stage of where they want to keep them. Yeah, but when the big teams come knocking and start putting money down, are those players yeah. going to stay? And also, players like Basuma, he's run his contract down now to the last season. Yeah, other players, I think we're probably going to see that more in football anyway now. But players are more inclined to run their contracts down now to get out in their final year. Yeah. Or just know that they can go can go in the summer for nothing. So and get yeah. a big pay increase as well because there's no fee yeah. involved. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's always my fear. I mean, it reminds me a little bit of Southampton, you know, when they had you know like the Lalana Van Dyke kind of short era, and you know players were, were coming and they were going, and then eventually you just can't continuously replace people. All the you know you, you know it does eventually couple of things don't go right for you or, or a player gets injured and you know you you can't replace them and it's it doesn't work out so that you know that's the fear and I feel like they might they could go in well and get a striker but they might lose so much in another position that it doesn't work so but that's my fear for them but you know I like like Mike I think it wouldn't shock me next season if Brighton finished sixth. it wouldn't yeah. but also they could finish 12th it, it's always going to be like that for them I think but they're definitely exciting to watch yeah but yeah, and then uh, yeah, best of the rest. Uh, so obviously there's a few teams to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> so you've got Newcastle 11th. We don't really need to talk about them. Everyone knows about that. Palace, who you said going down? No, not going down at 17th, isn't it? Uh, just surviving. Finished 12th. Had a really good season. Brentford. I mean, they were fairly poor and struggling. Then Ericsson came in, completely turned around. Villa, who who are a very interesting one, and Southampton. Uh, Southampton, you had going down 15th. They're, they're another one that kind of, they start off quite well, look quite good, go on a real bad run and slip down the league, and then they're a bit inconsistent at the end. But, I mean, yeah, Mike, a, any standouts there? Oh, you've got to say Palace. Yeah. We, we said on the preview, like Ben yeah. said earlier, 50-50 could go either way. It could be terrible, yes. could be good. Uh the thing I find interesting in Palace is they spent all that money, and I think all they did actually do was improve by one point. So they paid, <laughs> spent about like 60 to 80 million quid and only actually improved by one point. And yet, Fiera was talked about as manager of the season, which is obviously because of the, the style change and, and the, the, the massive they, change of the players. It's probably as well the contrast. They tried that one yeah, exactly. who was sacked within a month, wasn't it? And that's what I mean. It was, style change and it's they're completely right. valid reasons. It's like, if you look at just the, the numbers piece in terms of if they spent this much money and only improved by, say, one, two points, then you go, that's that's not great. But, but when you consider the amount of players that went out, the amount of players that came in, how quickly they did well, like bringing in the likes of Alissi for eight million and now being you know, apparently got a £35 million release clause to which they want to get changed very quickly. And then, because they know they can sell him for about £50 because he's had a good season. So, you know, simple as that, isn't it? Um, they will be the dark horse next season because they're going to go again and they're going to improve. Uh, losing Gallagher is going to be big for them, but one of the players they're looking at, Decore, is quality, to be honest. He's... Is that the guy at Lens? Lens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's absolute quality. So, you know, they're doing... 
already making right moves. Uh, it's all about, you know, obviously Wan-Bissaka potentially going back. So that again, shores up their right-hand side. So brings that rigidity. They got still have two absolute quality defensive fullbacks. Doesn't mean much going forward, but defensively, they'll be absolutely solid with those two fullbacks there. Um, I think when you look at the rest, you know, Southampton, it's one of those teams, you know, as Ben says, they've gone through so much change because they've sold all the best players and well, now yeah. they're... I always think with Southampton. I always think with Southampton. James Ward Prowse is worth like nine yeah. points to them a season, isn't he? Just yeah. from from set pieces and free and kicks, and I think someone's going to have him away. Someone is going to have him away. Well, do you think they'll interested. really struggle without him? Well, obviously, but uh, I think if he it's goes, then up to the recruitment to to get those points back. Well, the the rumor is that we've shown interest in him, um, and one of the Amounts quoted was 75 million quid because of how much we have rated Declan Rice at. Because of his <laughs> age, they've said 75. But then, but anyone, anyway, they're going to ask for about 50 million as a start point. So, yeah. I, th- I think that's the problem with Jane Will Price, Price for himself is that he's probably now arguably too good for Southampton in that midfield role. He's really it's grown up. important to them to let him go for... Yeah, exactly. And they they use him at right back, which kind of was a misuse of him because he could cross and he, he would work hard. But since this season, you know, he's been said, he's, he's worth probably about nine points for him. You know, his free kicks are amazing. His set-piece delivery is it's absolutely brilliant. He'll be fantastic for any team in the top six. But again, who's going to pay that money for a 28-year-old? It's just not... It's probably not going to happen, unfortunately, for him, unless he puts in the... <laughs> Unless he puts it in. 28, Mike, that's young. But from a player perspective, if you're looking at a 28 year old, you're going to say, well, the moment you buy him, his value depreciates massively. So, unless you're a team that can eat up that loss, no, unless I, he's going to put you into a competition where you're going to make that money back, it's not a sensible business decision, is it? No, 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 I agree. I agree. I agree. Kelvin here has said complete waste of money for a dead ball specialist. Outfield stats are not that great. Uh, yeah, and uh, if he was that good, he'd be in the top six already. But again, I, I, I do agree, Mike. Uh, 75 million for yeah, I think the price is a lot of money, to... isn't it? It's a lot of money, but but then if he was in a better team, he'd get more space, you know, like Beckham used to get in it, well, obviously Man United at the time were the best team in the, in the world arguably but if he's that good at set, at set pieces get the ball wide to him he can ping across in like alexander arnold and then that that's you know well, he you got him there with kane may, maybe not tottenham but if you get him there with kane and, and they know any, the ball's coming in he right? gives you a puncher's chance doesn't he because he can hit a free kick from 30 yards and put it in the top corner he can take a free kick and drop it on someone's head so it doesn't matter how good your team is or how good you're playing he gives you a puncher's chance as long as you're in it then you've got a chance if he puts something on a plate for someone. So, yeah. but again, for, for the price they're asking, it's just no one's going to do it. So he's it's kind the, of it's the English up. tax, isn't it? It's the English tax again. Like you I get, think this, I think it's more than just the English tax. It's the it's the Premier League tax, or really the the unofficial Super League of European football. The other thing that it is is back in the day, you know, when under Ferguson, you know, if if, if Ferguson wanted a player from from a lesser team. They essentially got them, you know. Now you you get God knows how much money from television money. God knows how much money for finishing even bottom in the league. These teams don't need the money, so they can no, whack those prices up. James Ward Prowse is 
that important to Southampton, regardless of whether he's good, waste of money, whatever. He's that important to them. They can say, well, I want 75 million. In, yeah, in the same amazing. way that we can yeah. say 150 for Kane, I think 150 for Declan Rice. Yeah. We don't need the money because we get so much money. And obviously, we're going to get more now for Champions League. You guys are going to get a, a, a fair amount as well for Europa League. Manchester United make money hand over fist anyway because of the, the merchandising. But, you know, even teams like, you know, I don't know, like, like, like a Brighton, for example, if someone wants uh, Basuma and he was on a four-year contract, they could charge whatever they want because they don't need the money. And, and that's what foot, the money has done for football. Back in the day, you know, so you, you, well, Ferguson wants you, want you I want to go, okay, it's 30 million. Like Luka Modric, we sold for 30 million, which in this day and age with the money that we've got, that would be 150 there. But, yeah. We paid the same for Harry Maguire that we sold Cristiano Ronaldo for. <laughs> My heart bleeds for you, right? Like, like <laughs> the geezers won more Champions League than most clubs. So, like, like, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but I do think I do. Uh, what, what I would say about it, it's not only that. It's also the, 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 the like the state money and the oil yeah. money or whatever that's come in now, as well as fees. You know, like United. I think I saw something today have shipped out like nearly 1.9 million or he's expected to leave this summer 1.9 million a week in wages <laughs> you know I mean, you've got Cavani you've got you know whatever they're all going I think Bally's supposed to be off and you know Henderson looks like he might go we, we, Lingard you know we, we're shipping money out you know and these aren't obviously good great players you know we, we, you know they're either coming to the end of their career or they're not you know they've, they've been paid a lot over a period of time and what it's done is wages have gone up so not only is like James Ward Prowl, 60 million, say, and you can pay him 45k a week, you know, and like the total package is so James Ward Prowl is going to want, you know, over 100k a week because that that's his value in the market. Yeah, it's going to be basically a hundred billion yeah. pound deal in total. Do you include everything? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you take if you took if you took the England, if you took the England squad, James Ward Prowl is in the England squad at the moment. I don't know if he'll go to the World Cup necessarily, but he's an England international. You know, he's, he's not, he's not, you know, he's not someone who's, you know, not, not represented them there. You know, I think Southgate said that leaving him out of the last one was the, was the hardest decision or something, wasn't it? That it like, I think, yeah, somewhere, yeah. so, so like, it, you know, it, he's valued I mean, maybe by Southgate, but it, that's his value. So, so you pay 70 million and then, you know, over five years you're paying, well, Mike's better with figures than me, but like, you know, that, that package is ridiculous. I mean, the Harland deal, okay, they got him on a, you know, a, a, min, a release clause for 65 million or whatever, but the total package I saw is 210 million. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, but, you know, but for City, that's like me buying a chocolate bar, which, yeah, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, though, smaller, is that's still. moved the entire bar up. So mm. now, you know, so. That that's that's the that's the issue with it. So these English players have a fee. The Premier League, like Mike says, has a fee, and then the wages also. That's why a lot of these players do get stuck or run down their contracts because they want to, you know. Yeah, there's been, been loads of talks before with um, <clears throat> when Rice last season was that, you know, there were talks with United apparently being interested, and there was, you know, obviously the rumoured, oh, he is interested in United. Um, but obviously, most of the talk was around the fact that he's been talking with the upper England players. He's yeah. a 
bigger player for West Ham than they are for their clubs. Um, arguably would go to those clubs in some cases and be a bigger player than those players. And you have people like uh, Luke Shaw is on a figure over about 180 grand a week. Um, the likes of <clears throat> Maguire, I think it's maybe at 200 grand a week. You've got Mason Mount, who's about 160 or 170. So all of a sudden you've got your, your mates, and obviously Mason Mount is one of his mates, um, that are not necessarily going to be as big as you if you go to that club yeah, and they're earning this money and you're at where you are. So when they're offering you a new contract, it's like, well, I can get this if I go there. Yeah. No, and I agree. Then, I agree. And then, so so it's, it's a hard thing because it's a team you don't want to lose that player, but you can't compete with the wages. Yeah. But again, that's where United have found a problem because they've been giving out these wages to players that now they want to shift. You can't shift. Them. Yeah, but, but that's <laughs> similar to Barcelona, isn't it? Their, their wages were what kind of... They're, 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 on the verge of, they're on the verge of collapse. You know, yeah. they've only finally started to admit they actually are really on the verge of collapse because it's yeah. that bad. But hang on. Um, they're only asking players to take 50% pay cuts and they've just given some players new deals. But, but, but they, they, they've, they've got a midfielder that used to play for Ajax. Well, it's fine. We've got him. Don't worry. He said he doesn't want to sign. Yeah, I'm not going there. Be joking. Going, going back to Ward Prowse, a couple of alternatives from Dave Tutty here. You guys think Ericsson can get 10 to 12 goals from open play, so he's a no brainer, but I worry about his heart. But he would be for free, he would be free. Different players, yeah. D- and then the other player, Madison would cost the same as about poor Ward Prowse, maybe slightly less 45 60 million. So, what do you think? I mean, no, see, Ericsson... I think Leicester would, I think Leicester would charge more than that, yeah. yeah. I think that, but to be fair though, Leicester are a strange one that I think. <sighs> I think there's been talk about 45 million before, and they've also got Tillemans in his last year. I think he's potentially going for 40. So, if they were to sell Madison this year, they would want top money because they can't lose yeah. say, Madison and Tillemans in the same year without having yeah. substantial think... money to replace. But, but, but I, I think the point three, is, though, Chris, if, I think, if I... money was no issue, they're all the same price. Obviously, they're not, but like because Ericsson's free. But if they were all like, I don't know, 30 million, which isn't that much in this day and age of football, wages were perfectly in line with your club's um, wage structure. Ward Prowse, Ericsson, Madison, who would you go for? Obviously, uh, for Spurs, know... the, 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 the romantic option is Ericsson because of what he did for the past. He knows Conte, he knows the players, he wouldn't have to integrate, but then it's not a long term. If you're thing. talking Ericsson, does something for all three of our clubs, regardless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you'd argue I think all three of those players actually do something for all of our clubs Ward Prowse arguably doesn't get into Tottenham's team because of their Bentacore and um, I'm trying to think who your other sent me and then we've yeah, got Skip to come back so I yeah it's, it's, let, let's be honest mate Skip isn't at Ward Prowse's level so let's be honest um, it, well, oh Mike you're on dangerous ground there buddy you on dangerous dangerous ground he's, not, he, he's a good size ways passer but he doesn't do much else than that um, Mike I said that to someone on Twitter once mate. I, had about, I came back to about 75 mentions I'm sure there'll be comments coming in no, no, about no, this no, they're protected Mike he's a decent player the reason I'm saying I'm doing the sideways pass and I'm taking the piss because let's face it I hear it all the time about Declan Rice and it's hilarious um, and because it, it's not true He's a decent player, Skip, but he ain't. He's not a player that wins you. Is going to win a game, which Will Prowse can do just by taking a free kick. You know, whether he's setting him up or scoring, he can at least win you a game. Um, Ericsson, I think, does something for all of our teams because he's highly creative. He can sit in the hole. He can sit a bit deep if you need to in a in a midfield three. 
again, obviously everyone has the concerns with his with his heart, but ultimately, if you look at they, um, Daily Blind, that is pretty robust what he has, so he's probably going to be completely fine. Well, I think Ericsson will end up playing like the Paul Scholes and Gerard role, you know, not the playmaker in like the number 10, but the, the deep no, line. No, he'll be like the deep line. Where, where you don't need to run as much. I think he's a great player because he can pick a pass. Uh, mm. So he'll That's be good in the team. But I guess it just comes down to what what is your preference? Do you want yeah. Do you want a player for now and then know you have to replace in a year, maybe two? Or do you want to look at maybe a younger option that gives you three or four years? So you can look at it and go, well, Prowse may give you four years. Madison's 26, isn't he? So, again, that's probably an, a signing that gives you eight years. So you kind of have to go, well, what, what do you want? Do you want something for now? Or do you want something for the future? Or something for the long term? If you want something now, then I think all three of, these take, all three of our teams yeah. take Ericsson. Because I, he, I'm, I'm, Elvin has said what I said. When, when we played Brentford, I watched it at the pub. Me and my dad both said we think he'll be coming this year. So he's been reported to want to stay in London, watch Champions League. Conte knows and likes him. Club knows him. Pretty sure he will be signed. I think he will. And it obviously works for Levy. Free. I agree. I agree. I would have. I would have Eric. I mean, Ericsson's the, the the best player of the three. Yeah. He's been linked yeah. with you as well this morning. But again, yeah, we Twitter fine. talk, paper talk. No it, without true. sounding rude, you you might disagree. Without but, sounding rude, but it does not, fit in. It does fit into uh, your your theory of you're going to be signing every Ajax player since 1984. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, again, <laughs> I think the problem the problem with that is he's unlikely to get in out of Bruno. Like yeah. and I think and I think that I think that's yeah. that's you also have Van, Van der Beek coming back and uh, Ten Hag adores him and Everton, is he... uh, Ericsson is uh, uh, after him. I'm uh, stupid to yeah. go there. I think, I think I mean, there's Ericsson uh, back at Tottenham. In all honesty, I think it's the romantic or the romanticism of going back to Tottenham. I think might be a bit too much for him not to not to do. Ericsson's a top top player. He's a top top player, and especially if he doesn't have to play. Every and he's game. willing not to be the main, you know, the the because mm. I don't think he, that front three of yours, I think, is pretty steadfast now, right? I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I would say. Oh that, yeah, so... Kane and Son were always the first on the first on the team sheet. Kulisevsky has pretty much stuck himself. Yeah, so so I think well I now. think you know, I mean, he's not going to play as a ten in your system, is he? That's not the way you no. play, right? I, so... I think, like like I said, I think it will be how Paul Scholes and Gerard finish their career. You know, the the kind of deep whoa, line playmaker you don't have to run around. The position, the, breaks. Right, the yeah. position, yeah. position man. <laughs> uh, yeah, in that kind of position, won't have to run as far. Because if he did come back to Tottenham, there's no way he's running 10,000 uh, kilometres each game. Because I, I think that's it, just dangerous. And, and, and He's speak. a player that everyone wants to do well, isn't he? Like, I mean, I, like, and because of what happened, and, and even before that, he seemed like a, a nice, well, nice I player. I think it was summed up by uh, Brendan Williams, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm gonna hit him. Oh, but it's Ericsson. No, you're all right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he'll do something against your team. You're like, someone slap him, and then you go, He's come back from a bad ticker. Yeah. Come on. I mean, <laughs> pe- people were worried uh, about him. I was one of them, but he he's oh, not single handedly, but he's helped keep Brentford up easily because yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. work with someone who's a Brentford season ticket holder, and he said, Tony, before Ericsson came, was. He's a striker, but he's out on the wide. He's he's not where you want him to be. As soon as Ericsson came came in, uh, not instantly, but after like a few games or so, every time Ericsson got the ball, we look up. Tony's in the eighteen-yard box or within, you know, the width of the eighteen-yard box. They gave, and, they gave him someone to play into besides Tony, and, and, and that goes to what 
what I was saying earlier. It's the same with Alexander Arnold, and it was exactly the same with like Beckham and Gig. You know, Dwight York and Andy Cole scored a hat full of goals because they got David Beckham raining crosses in nine times out of ten. They make a run, he sees it, it goes on their head. If you know that cross is coming in, you make that run, and it, it, it's not so much about putting it onto someone's head. It's putting it into an area and it's a striker's uh, job to then get to that area. And Ericsson can do that, I think. And, and that's so what he's smart, done for Tony. Yeah, yeah, that's he's what so he's smart. done for Tony. He's never needed pace because it's his intelligence yeah, yeah. on the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can yeah. always find space and you don't need pace to find space. Let's no, face it. No. I think we've all watched Messi enough to know that you can walk along the pitch and destroy teams. The amount of teams he's destroyed without making any sprints. I think well, I watched game. I watched him live and it was like watching a ghost. The, the, he didn't move up or down when he was running. He glo- he was gliding along and then he hit the post. And, and he very rarely sprints. So it just it just if you're a good player and you understand you have good spatial awareness and you've good just technique in general, yeah. you'll I mean, either make space if, or you if will he does find go it. if he does go, Brentford Second season syndrome next season. I think there's a few of them like that. As, as yeah. Brentford, you've obviously got the three teams coming up that you, you never know what you're going to get until the transfers are, are done. Forest but... are a real interesting one, aren't they? Because regardless of where they've not, been yeah. for 20 years, they are a big team. They were mm. a big history as well. well. We got all our we got our, all our European Cup winners, haven't we? Mm. In yeah. the league together. So um, I, you know, and I think that you know that that's 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 a good thing. I think. Um, I think I think you know I'm not overly sold on Gerard. I have I have to be honest. I, he definitely man. threw that 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 game that game at City. He tried to shore that up and messed that up big time. I mean, I would, don't want to say I, I don't want to use the word slip up, but I think it was a bit of a slip up. And I think I think do you think it's too early for him at the Premier League? Obviously, Rooney's been hyped up with uh, uh, talk of Premier League. Someone said England in the chat, but. He was in a low-lose situation at Derby. He He's almost kept them up in an impossible situation. I think it's a bit too early for him done... in, in Premier League. Do you think it's a bit too early for Gerard? No, I, I think he's done the educational piece by going to going to, to Scotland and learning there. And obviously prior to that, it was obviously in Liverpool's youth team. Um, I don't think you get now managers cutting their teeth in lesser leagues as much. Um, but Going to Villa, had they not been just splashing money in, would have probably would have been. You probably would argue that's a really good safe bet to go to because they're arguably a safe team in the Premier League. Um, it's a good place to learn your trade, learn your craft in the Premier League, and start to then build your reputation and start maybe taking a few scalps along the way. But the fact that they're putting in so much money, the pressure is massively on because they spend. Uh, Obviously, they've got the Greedish money, so they spent the Greedish money, I think, last year. They spent most of it, spent quite a bit now already in this window. So, you know, if they don't do well, uh, you know, for, for Villa, if you're the amount of money they're spending, is finishing 10th going to be considered a success or a progression? Yeah. Are I, they I don't know. I'm not sold on him either. I'm not sold on him. I think they've got some good players there. I don't think he got great out of them whether it's whether it's you know he needs so, a someone did to say in the, in, the, in the chat that he's bought well and uh, just quickly uh, Dave Tutty how many goals and Ericsson's uh, assisters Ericsson finished with for Bright Brentford he got four assists one goal uh, yeah sorry Ben no 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 uh, but I, I think there's a few of those those teams that could be like that Brentford definitely one of them I'm not saying Villa will go down but I, I can see them 
finishing around the same, which, like Mike says, because the money they're spending isn't great. Leeds, I don't know what you're going to get out of Jesse Marsh next year. Like, I got no idea. Well, they um, will. They will. You'd think have uh, Calvin Phillips back for the majority of the season. Patrick Bamford well, back. Who, he looks who like he's going to go, right? Uh, and I think they've um, also got some money yeah, issues as well. Rafinha, so I think, will probably go. He wants to go to Barcelona for free. Uh, that's his wages, not the transfer fee. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I, so. I don't know, man. I they think Palace as well. Palace as well. You know, they look like they're Do you doing. Think they they could have the second season syndrome. Yeah, I, I think. I personally think Palace would be fine. I think they'll, judging by what they're saying at the moment and looking at in the window, I think they'll be they'll be good. But again, you know, they're losing a big player in. Uh, you know, Colin Gallagher got a good few goals from last season. Um, his statistics over a, a lot of other things don't look great, so he doesn't actually necessarily propose as big a loss as maybe we would suggest. Um, but he's been useful in a com- more kind of the, the final final third and chasing round, but in possession, not not so much. But yeah, I think, you know, Pellis, I think it'll be fine. You, when you look at the others, again, you've got to look at Leeds and go, if the money issues are true, uh, there's obviously players are already looking to get out like Rafinha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can they replace them? They've gone spent like 30 million quid on uh, an American kid out of uh, Salzburg. Who worked with March before, but if the money issues are the problem, you know, is it going? They're going to be able to address the issues that they have in defence, possibly not. So you know, they are. Are they going to improve? Are they going to again be a bit like they were this year? They're going to have some great moments to struggle with others. Palace, Pal- Pal- yeah. am, am I right in saying that? Am I right in saying um, Zaha's going into the last year of his contract as well, or uh, possibly, yeah. Yeah, Maybe so, so, last so, or second or penultimate. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to. But I think you know, even Wolves, who like, I imagine they'll be safe. But I'm not so sure. You're, you know, with the Newcastles, the Brightons, the, there's, there's so many. I mean, you could literally take those top two, and then I think there's probably five or six, and then it's probably a the rest. I, I mean, think it's like, free for all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think you know, there's. There's a there's a hell of a lot that there's a lot of variation, you know. Pick trying to pick your, you know. I know you guys are scared to do it this year, but like when you're trying to pick your, like your your positions in a league table, you know, there's a hell of a lot of possibility there, especially, you know, before some of the, you know, at the, at the time we did. I think if you remember, we weren't sure if Kane was going to go. No, exactly. Yeah. You remember we, we we so so we were doing that, you know, fairly early on. So yeah, I think there's a lot, but I I'm not convinced about. Villa. I think they've bought okay, and I think that is it. Is it Perslow, the guy who's got the, the money? That, I mean, he he seems to be a, on top of things a little bit, but like I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Villa just reminds me of Everton. Just reminds me of what Everton have done for the past few years. They're just throwing money at these big name players. Yeah, yeah. But that's it's essentially been, what United have done, isn't it? Yeah, you're buying a, you're buying a name rather than an yeah. actual something that fits a style yeah. or, a, or a kind of. A, Oh no! Oh no! The players we bought have fit our style. <laughs> Chaos. Yeah. Throw the cards up in the air and just see what happens. Yeah. But what do you think about Southampton? Because uh, obviously you had Southampton going down. They finished fifteenth, yeah. I think it was. What do you see for them? They're another one that kind of we've kind of talked about them. If they lose Ward Prowse, they could be. Well, they, in they, issues. they, they, they had If they keep him, do you see them yeah. just? Ticking along around that 30, 12. I don't know. Days. I quite like Hassan. Who I, I know he gets smashed every so often, but, 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 but I quite I quite like him. I don't mind him. I think 
they've obviously had some good performers this year. Your old boy, the, the Walker Peters, um, Liv, Liveramento started the season well, didn't he, as well, then got injured, unfortunately. Then the Broja guy up front would look, look to fret uh, for them. But they're all on, like, am I right in saying Liveramento and Broja alone? Uh, Liveramento, they bought, I think, for about right. five million quid, but Broja was on loan, yeah. Yeah, so I mean they're going to lose players again. I mean, if Ward Prowse does go, I think if Ward Prowse does go, I would I would be interested to see who they bought with the money. Put it that way, because I think uh, I think that would be tough. I I think whenever teams come up, I always assume those bottom three are likely to go back down. Right? L- this year, I had a really sneaking suspicion that Brentford wouldn't go back down, um, and that's why I put it that way. And obviously, that was right. But next season, what have we got? Fulham, Bournemouth. And no, Forest. Forest. See, I, you know, Forest have got some good young players. I don't know if Garner's going to go back to Forest again. They've got like, that Brennan Johnson well, kid, didn't they? Uh, and you know, uh, what's his that Jed Spence? He's on loan from Middlesbrough. We're sniffing around him. Uh, yeah. whether he'll stay. He's been a big play. Tore Arsenal to shreds in the cup. I mean, uh, I mean, they they got a few really important players, but like, so I would maybe back Forest to go back down unless they maybe keep all those all those players and they might have a fighting chance i mean garner from what i understand i mean i haven't watched him all that often but has been absolutely fantastic for them this year they got that brendan yeah, johnson good. jed spence so uh, you know i think the likelihood is ten hag will probably keep him I mean, maybe i'm wrong but I, I don't know so that'll be a big blow for them and again it's all about goals where, where are these teams getting goals from you know i mean solanke has tried several times in the premier league hasn't really right. done it Mitrovic um, is an interesting one, isn't he? Because he's had three cracks at the Premier League, two cracks at the Premier League, yeah. done nothing. Uh, he broke the record, I think, for championship goals last year with God knows how many. But yeah, yeah. if, if he Parker can start scoring in the Premier League, Fulham will be fine. Uh, I think Parker summed it up with him that he lacks it technically in the Premier League to be a really good centre forward. He'll get some goals, he'll probably end up with about 10 goals. But no, you know, I, I, I think some people find it disrespectful when they say it, but sometimes players are better in the championship and sometimes they are yeah. really, really good championship players and average Premier League players. I think Mitrovic is one of those that he will always be a bit of an average Premier League player um, in championship. Uh, you know, he would, he absolutely kills it because he gets chance after chance after chance. Funny enough, I think if you put Mitrovic maybe in a in a Brighton team, I don't still don't think he scores that much because he doesn't move enough for Brighton. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So he's one of those players that could he do a bit better if he went to another team? Probably, but the lack of mobility, the lack of technical ability is why he's probably never succeeded outside of a you know a team like like a Fulham. Um, he's not he's not, he's not going to run not going to run over the back here, is he? No, no, not exactly, Premier yeah. League defender. I mean, can you imagine him running past Canati and Van Dijk? Yeah. Never happening, you know. Exactly. So you know, uh, you know. So you know. Be interesting though if they can figure out a way to get him into games and get him chances. Get balls into the box. Well, the problem is they're losing one of their big players in uh, Fabio Can- um, um, Carvalho. Unless Liverpool send him back on loan for Premier League football for a season, so you you kind of look at it and go, some of those players would have learned, but if they put their faith again in players like Tim Ream, uh, Mitrovic. It just see the same result again for them happening. Forty-three and, goals in the championship, and then yeah. uh, Wilson no, he had, 90 he assists. Did. He had a brilliant season, you know. Will, um, Wilson as well. 
absolutely amazing when you put him in the championship. Decent player in the Premier League. He didn't do too badly for Bournemouth when he was on loan before, mm. um, before obviously they got relegated. But again, it's another one of those players that it seems like one of those nearly men players. There always will be a decent player in the Premier League and have moments. But it's a bit like um, like an Andros Townsend. Have that game where you just go, what a player. Or have a little run of games. You're like, what an incredible player. And then you'll just go, bloody hell. You can't even can't hit a barn door, can't pass it five yards. I think that, my gut feeling is, I think my gut feeling is if one of the promoted teams was staying up, it'd be Bournemouth. But that's just a gut fit. I, you know, I, I feel like... I think I feel they've like... got enough now. I think they've probably got the, just a little bit yeah. in there to do it. I'd yeah, like to yeah. see like, Forrest to stay up if there was one of them to stay yeah. up because of the heritage of them. But... Well, I've got a friend who's a Fulham fan, so I quite like Fulham. But uh, they've got a lot of money, Fulham. I mean, he owns a wrestling company, doesn't he? So they might have Chris Jericho. Yeah, but they, they've, always, they've always spent money, Chris, but they've always yeah. held with it. So it's like... Mm. My, this is the problem. People think that because you've got money, you're going to do well. It's not about having money. It's about spending it smartly. Yeah, yeah. And they, they didn't last time. It looked like from the outside. But you'd you'd think they'd learn their lesson, but whether they do is is another thing. But uh, yeah. yeah, kind of last point before we move on. We've kind of already answered this, but uh, who, who for you was the most who exceeded expectation and disappointed expectation? I, I, I'll give you the uh, disappointed. That's got to be Everton. If you've got something different, then you can let me know. But who, who exceeded the expectations? And if it isn't Everton, disappointed them the most for you, uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, let's say disappointed. It has to be Everton, right? Because I don't think you can look any further than a team that spent that much money over the last few years to genuinely be in trouble of getting relegated I think you have to consider that a huge disappointment and yeah disappointment in terms of how they played and also a bit of a disappointment that they didn't get relegated because the just the laughs that we could have had if they did <laughs> would, have been, would have been funny um although I know what it's like to be relegated so it's not nice but still um so they have to be disappointed from the overachievers I'd like to have said um I'd like to have said Brighton, but I just don't think they... You expect it now from them, don't you? Yeah, they've played good football for the last two, three years. Um, they just need that striker. If they get that striker, then I think we would be sitting there going that they are the biggest achievers. I think you've got to, realistically, based on where they were, you have to say Newcastle, because to go from where they were, and at one point, I don't think it, it was mathematically possible. I don't think it was ever going to be possible. But they had a shout of finishing at least seventh um, with the run that they had once Hale came, um, Hale come in as it got towards the end because they had a run of games that looked favourable. But to take them from where they were, which was pretty much cannon fodder to, to, to where they was, I think that has to be the achievement. Um, I know they spent 100 million, which kind of <laughs> nullifies any achievement, but they went from being a dour, defensive, almost passive team to being quite a dynamic, open, expansive and entertaining team in that last part of the year. So they had two completely contrasting seasons uh, in one season, just with style of play, results uh, in both both kind of ends of the season. So I'd probably say, yeah, disappointment, Everton, the Achievers, uh, Newcastle. Yeah, for me, uh, uh, well, Kel Kelvin says we, Spurs, exceeded the expectations as far as I'm concerned, given where we were in November. 
I'd slightly disagree with that in the sense that you expect Spurs to be fighting for that fourth place, so it's not the biggest shock that we got there. For me, Brentford, I think first time in the Premier League after knocking on the door quite a few times and then I think finishing 14th and fairly comfortable in the end, I think amazing for them. And then, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Dave said here, uh, just watch Everton come in for Graham Potter to be their manager. We've kind of already talked about that. would be a bit of a strange one for Graham. But, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, for you, Ben, I mean, you may have this. I haven't said this. This isn't me. This is Ordo Artisan with a player's Man United sign. They must be the biggest I agree. disappointment. But, but yeah. And, and... I agree. I, I actually agree with him. I think, I think, uh, I think United... After the summer we had, it was the first went time. Second to sixth, didn't you? Which it, yeah, it was the first. It's only four places, but, but yeah, but uh, 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 the way. Not only that, we went from second to sixth. We were in a final. Okay, it was Europa League, but in a final of Europa League, we got to I think to the semis of both cups last year. This league, we had nothing to play for, like February, and also the, the season. The, the season we finished second, one the one before, we were top at the start of February. We fell away and City went away well, with it. Well, I, I did a quiz on Friday. There was a question, who spent more time on top of the Premier League? Ask uh, Tottenham, Liverpool or United. And it's United spent more time on top yeah. of the league than uh, Liverpool. But I think I, I would say I, I, I couldn't go against Everton as well. I think Everton and United are the biggest disappointments. I'm going uh, to, this pains me to say, but I'm actually going to say I think the biggest overachievers was Liverpool. I think even though you you expect them to be fighting for the league, yeah, but I didn't expect them to nearly win a quad. I mean, I I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I was legitimately worried. I have to be honest, right? Is it a bad season for them? They they were in with a quadruple and they just won two domestic cups. Yeah, I mean, it always amuses me when people say, "Yeah, but they didn't win those cups. They only won on penalties." Well, they won. Yeah, I mean, you I mean you could argue you could argue it both it's, it's, ways. It doesn't matter how you get across the line. You could argue it both ways, Liverpool. You could argue that it's a bit embarrassing to have to do a parade, uh, parade for you know two cups rather than the, when you expect to win a league and a champions. I get that, but I mean, as someone who's obviously had a team who's won the the, the treble, right? Yeah, well, I know how difficult that is to do. In that, when it comes to the end of the season, your players are on their last legs. Your every game means something. Everyone wants to beat you to stop you, right? I mean, I, I still think the fact that they were in all those competitions so close to the end. I mean, like you said, ninety-two points to miss out. I mean, I don't. You don't get a trophy for points. I don't give a crap if you win by if you got sixty points or ninety-two. I couldn't care less. It's about winning it. I understand that, but it was incredible i think what they nearly did i mean uh, the only other overachievers i can really think of that i i think like severely overachieved were um were um brentford as well no i think brentford i think you know you could have argued well i mean i think tottenham did better than i thought clearly (laughs) because but i think what i think what 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 you what you what you did was is obviously you got rid of Nuno early, which I think was always a bad appointment. So yeah, you know, yeah. well, I don't think there's any Spurs fans that would disagree with that. I think it was a very strange appointment in the first place, and then when he left, he was in over his head. But uh, yeah. would you would you make of this simply ace? If United had Conte, you'd have finished fourth. Maybe, but this... again, like you say, 
it's a short term thing. Not yeah, long-term. I mean, it, it, that, that's, a, that's possible. That's possible, but I think you have to understand some of the viruses we've got in our dressing room. Yeah, like I mean, I he, he obviously he would have, you know, tried to get rid of them, whatever. I don't think actually we would have finished fourth, but we may have done. It, 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 it's never, it's never. You know, we we are a bad football side at the moment. Forget anything else. Just, just we're a bunch. We got five or six players that probably are, are good enough to be a United first team, and that is probably it. I mean, and Maguire, even the top what, of the list, right? I mean, even well, <laughs> even the ones, even the ones. That, I mean, De Gea is just one players player of the year for us. He shipped fifty three goals. Right, right, right. And he there's has probably been... something wrong with your team. No disrespect if if the player of the year is the goalkeeper, not someone scoring course, goals or course. assisting goals. Of but, course, yeah. but like I think what I'm what I'm saying is is even him, right? Who at this at some points this season won us points. There's absolutely zero doubt about that, right? There's people saying that he needs to go because he's not modern goalkeeper. Doesn't play. He doesn't come off his line fast enough. And these are all these are all fine to say. Um, I'm just saying that I think, you know, we're a bad football team, so I'm not sure we would have. But I mean, it's possible. But I, I wouldn't have wanted Connor at United. I still, I, I still have this. May, maybe it's hanging on to the Ferguson thing too much about someone who could maybe be a manager for five, ten years. That, 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 that. That's yeah. what I. That's I think what I United want. is part of. It's an intrinsic part of United that they play with freedom. When you've got players like, and obviously he didn't, he didn't have a great season, so it may. It wrangled people when you got people like uh, Rashford coming out and saying we weren't allowed to go and play. Playing yeah. football wasn't fun. You know the argument is well, you're there to win. Fun's not necessarily a part of it, but when you're winning, your players were having fun regardless. Yeah, and United weren't necessarily winning. The football wasn't great, but there's toxicity toxicity within that team, and I don't think someone who can be as abrasive. And as abrupt as Conte, who's very much like Mourinho, would have done well in that dressing room because there would have been too many. He would have been outright, they need to go. Just look at how he dealt with Diego Costa at Chelsea and that cost him his job. Just walked in one day, went, don't like him, bad enough him, he can go. And then just sat him in the reserves. You know, he's that type of manager. And with players that, or with a team with United where player power is so big currently, when you have players like Pogba and so on, who got such big personalities? Having a manager who can just do that on one day, it, it, in the in the, the period United are in, in terms of that dressing room, just is not going to be okay. If it was in the years when they had um, like Keane, that dressing room would have one managed itself. But two, if a manager came in and did that, those players would have backed that manager to the hilt, and that player would have been, "You are a bad apple." Football's More changed people. now, isn't yeah. it? They're all prima donnas now. The days of Keens, the Skulls, the Geeks. Well, they're all prima donnas, but there's Not a lot of them. There's a more pampered um, type of player. But I think that's because, you know, there's things like, you know, player liaison officers and things like that who make their lives easier, who do the small little things for them. So they don't necessarily actually have to grow and develop as adults in a lot of cases. They have to deal with a lot of crap on social media and things like that. But as actual genuine adults, they don't really have to grow up and do things that other adults do, like finding a place to live. Yeah, yeah. Sorting out you to, when you get to twenty, you don't have to worry about money ever in your life, do? You? Which obviously doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. 
again, but I don't think that's necessarily a, a point. It's just that there's a lot of things done for you and given to you. So they become, you get given a bit of this idea that you don't necessarily have to work for things because people, people just give you stuff and give, say yes all the time yeah. in some cases. So I think, I think, I think, I think we United time will tell whether or not passing on Conte was a, I, yeah. you know, if Conte ends up staying at Spurs for five years, wins a league, we'll, we'll, we'll say, well, United definitely missed the boat there. If he's out at the end of next season, if, if and he wins out within five years, in five years' time, I'll still be doing cartwheels. <laughs> no, no, but, but, but I mean, I think, I think that, I mean, that's that's the point. You said it earlier. Conte's a winner. He's not. He's not there thinking he can't win a league. That's yeah. how he thinks, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I, I United were a long way away. And no disrespect, and you know, I really don't mean this as a dig, but pretty much Mourinho got sacked for wanting to sign people like Perisic. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah Paris, and you know, and I don't I think, think he's United... too abrasive, though, Mourinho. I think certainly hey, at the start, I think no wallflower. Like... No, but yeah. I, but I think at the start, he's a lot more, he's a lot better, and then it obviously goes a bit sound. Then he turns into a Mourinho. Yeah, United, United couldn't have gone for Conte after having Mourinho. It the sort other of feels we tried that route. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We the, tried the that route. The other thing that and... Conte's got in his favour is if Levy gets it wrong and doesn't back him, and he leaves. A lot. It's very similar to politics. When when you're going for a general election, you, you you're not trying to win the the people who will vote Conservative or Labour, regardless. You're going for the people who are, whose mind aren't made up. There's a lot of uh, levy outs, outers. There's a lot of levy inners. There's a hell of a lot of levies. I don't know if he gets it wrong with Conte. A lot of those will lean to the levy outers, and then. So I think uh, Conte's got that in his favour. But back back to United, Simply Ace has asked you a question here, which is quite a good one. Does Ben think Rashford is heading in a similar direction to Deli Alley? I mean, it doesn't help Rashford that he can't concentrate on football because he's got to do the job of some tossers at number 10 who can't be bothered to feed kids. Uh, but is he heading know. in a similar situation, do you think? I don't know. I hope not. I really hope not. And I think there's a player in Rashford still. I, I no. truly believe that. I think the, I think the issue with Rashford is... Um, under Rangnick, especially, it was a lot about control, slow progression. That's not that's not him, yeah. you know. And He's I think explosive, isn't he? Playing on the last man, or yeah, the He's he, a player yeah. who that works in transition. Really, he's that type of player, and he, and he has to be able to say, you know, you know. I think when I've seen when we've seen the best of Rashford, him and Shaw have been in tandem down that left hand side this season. Um, Rangnick much preferred Sancho out there, and I think Sancho played well on the left, funnily mm. enough, but. Um, Sancho was bought to play on the right. I think I said this to you the last time. It's like that yeah. Beyonce song to the left. You know, everyone, everyone who comes ends up on the bloody left hand side. And um, and 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 I think you know, I'd like to see us start next season with Sancho right, Rashford left. He come off an injury. He obviously had the uh, obviously the disappointment of missing the penalty at the uh, Euros as well. Um, but I do think there's a player in there. But then I think there's probably a player in Ali if you find the manager who who can, yeah. can well, get. Yeah, I think that. Do you as think well. then that Rashford maybe needs to leave to for a new he'd, talent? He'd be good for him. Spurs, I think. Counter-attacking team, play on the transition. I don't. I don't know. I think I personally see. I think Ten Hag will like him. I I, I yeah. think I think Ten Hag will like him. I think you know. I well, think because there are rumours you're looking at Anthony. So obviously, if you was to sign Anthony, then that probably would suggest. Is Rashford he a player, player, Mike? Huh? Is he an Ajax player by any chance, Anthony? Yeah, you know, you know. Funny yeah. enough, an Ajax player. No, no. But, I mean, obviously, I've heard that rumor too. It's, it seems like though we're more interested in a striker. Um, but, but I mean, if Anthony comes, great. You know, we need we need all we can get. But I, 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 <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I, I, 
my guess is we start next season, Sancho right, Rashford left. We've got Alanga, we've got Palestri coming back from loan. We've got Ahmad coming back from loan. And we've got Garnacho who looks a player as well from, from the young. So I think there's a lot of options wide. I think, I'm not saying we won't look to rectify it. I've got no idea what's happening with Greenwood, probably be in jail. But like, you know, I mean, I, I, I really, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that will end up. Maybe the club knows something that we don't. I, I, I really don't. So, um, but, you know, so we've got that. But I think with a striker, obviously Ronaldo's 37, 38. He can't be our only recognised striker going into next season. I don't know what's happening with Martial. I'm assuming he's off. Um, so, I don't know. God knows, Mike, to be honest. Going, going from teams to players, uh, obviously De Bruyne won Player of the Year. Foden, Young Player of the Year. Uh, I disagree with both of those. No guessing where my vote for Player of the Year comes from. I think Rice should have won Young Player of the Year. Uh, young but, player, uh, how old is the young player of the year award? Up to 23, I isn't know. it? Shut up. I mean, I, I gave up on these awards when Janola won it in 99, by the way. I, 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 fully, I, I, deserved, I just, fully deserved. How dare you? That's blasphemous. Won a um, bloody treble. <laughs> <laughs> it's not 1999 anymore, Ben. Um, but yeah, for, for me, anyway, player of the year, no surprise. I, uh, son, just. 20 or 23 goals, no penalties. Uh, I know De Bruyne is the best player in the league for me. Doesn't necessarily mean player. I think that's that clear, Chris, what you've just said. He's the best player in the league. That's why he won player of the season. Technically the best player, but that's... I think you, you expect Man, uh, Man City to win the leagues. He didn't play, he played two thirds of the season. Same with Foden. Uh, but so, what Son did, 23 goals, no penalties. And, 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 those goals would have got us into the Champions League. Certainly, towards the end, he was superb against Arsenal as well. So you, he was my vote. Say though, Chris, that De Bruyne's impact at the end of the season, where he was scoring goals and assisting, yeah, maybe without, without that, they wouldn't have won the league. So no, would you I not suppose. then say that at, that action in itself, what made him elevated him even more? Because I think didn't he? He's, well, I think he pretty much had more than twenty goals and assists. Over the yeah. course of the season, and I mean, his goals yeah, ultimately. Maybe. But but Rice the young player of the year for me, but unfortunately for for him, Europa League it's the Premier League young player of the year. So the exploits in oh. the uh, Europa League don't really count. It's interesting. But I think he he was a huge driving force for West Ham. I think the ultimate thing is, mate. It oh, normally the player of the year normally goes to people who score and assist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Foden did that. De Bruyne had done that. I mean, if you'd have if you'd have stopped it in December, Salah would have won it. I yeah. mean, Salah Salah was unbelievable all, in the first half of the season. A young player as well. I mean, I know it was only half the season, but the impact Kulusevski made that helped us get Champions League as well. No, but also, I mean, you guys are going to hate you're going to hate me saying it. Chris Saka had a great season at Arsenal. Oh, he did. Yeah, especially uh, after, I think especially after what happened to him in the summer yeah. last year at the World Cup, he could have easily kind of. I, I think there was a number been, of players been down I understand why they gave it to Foden because he what yeah. did make an impact. He did help them win the league. Who was nominated? I honest, honestly, I honestly have given up on these. Well, let's to be honest, I, I tend to just phase I, out. Salah, De Bruyne definitely were. I think I some was. I think like for me, right? So I probably would have gone with Salah because I think in this first start of the season, I think he was unbelievable, right? I, and I, I, I that would probably be me, but I have got no problem if it was Son. I, I I wouldn't I I really couldn't argue I couldn't argue against it. The only other thing I would say is for me the most influential player in the league this year was Rodri. Yeah, Rodri was fantastic. Right. Absolutely. So I think, like Mike says, you go with the 
you go with the people who score the goals and you know and that's cool but for me like the most important player in the league i think was 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 Rodri i mean every time i saw him he was outstanding he didn't have obviously he's not going to score 20 goals is he <laughs> No, but without him, the, the, the City yeah. don't play the way they do without and I think, him. I think as well, like... Especially with Fernandinho. Uh, is he gone or has he gone this summer? He's going now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But I think, I think especially as well, I know he was not everyone's cup of tea in that, but like Ronaldo playing in our team this year, if you're, if you're talking about players that carry the team... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy's 37. Yeah. What I do agree with you, you're 1999 and it's all a waste of time. His son was obviously nominated for Player of the Year. Golden Boot didn't get into the Player of the Year award in terms of the. the he didn't get 11. nominated. Yeah, yeah. Son. Well, no, I think he got nominated, but he didn't get into the top 11 players, even. But anyway, so it is a. Well, I mean, that, yeah. that, 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 that. Oh, no, is... no, 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 you are right. Uh, son not to be nominated. Kane got above him, yeah. Kane yeah I mean, that's a joke. Him. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. So that, that yeah, is yeah. a joke. But again, it goes, it goes to Gary Neville put Son as his uh, player of the year. He, he said Salah or De Bruyne for me, but Son deserves a mention. I, yeah, I well, that, I mean, he, he's so underrated, not, not, not with Spurs fans, but. Or, or necessarily opposition fans, but in terms of the media and the punditry, he's, he's very underrated. Which yeah, I mean, that, works for us. that is ridiculous. He, if he wasn't, if he wasn't um, nominated, if he wasn't nominated, that is ridiculous. I, I will no, give yeah, you that. I, I think simply Ace is right there. Kane was nominated. De Bruyne. I mean, uh, I don't uh, mean Salah. to again sound rude, but I don't think Kane's been great this year. No, I, well, I, I, he he was good in the last half, but yeah, he was fairly awful in the first half. For whatever reason. I mean, I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't know what he ended up with goals and goals and assists. He got seventeen Premier League goals, so only six behind the Golden Boot. I don't know about assists. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I thought Ronaldo was better than Kane this year as a striker, personally. I mean, uh, we didn't have a lot to hang on to, but uh, but uh, but uh, yeah. Well, well, being be how bad your season was, you can have that. Yeah, Ronaldo yeah, yeah. was better than Kane. I'll let you have that on this young Spurs player, channel, if Rice is If Rice is a young player, then I would give it to Rice. Well, how but, old I mean, is he's twenty three, isn't he? So I'm, I'm assuming it's under twenty five yeah, for 23, young players. Yeah, no, so young, young players up to twenty three because you have the under twenty three oh, league. Uh, so I agree. I agree with Mike as well, though. I thought Saka for Arsenal, he, for a kid, he carried them for a lot of the yeah, season. Yeah. Well. Especially think, after what he had to deal with in the summer, which was disgraceful. And I think he, as well, you can... It would have been very easy for him to kind of... Not sulk. Sulk's the wrong word, but, but you know, be really, really down and it affect his performance. And... Yeah. I think I, I, I could I think I could quite go for I think if it was me you have put a gun to my head I would probably go for this salary. isn't that kind of podcast Ben it's, it's just answer the question there's not, no not 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 the Newcastle fans no oh, sorry <laughs> anyway yeah so so uh, I would say um, I would if you're asking me for the two I would say Salah and Rice if I but Saka very close behind Rice and I would say. Sun very close behind Salah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, it is a bit of a silly. Well, well, nineteen ninety nine was spot on in my opinion. But anyway, <laughs> 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 yeah, pretty much reached the end. Uh, yeah, it's been good to have a review. Obviously, a good to have the review as well with the same people who did the preview as well. Obviously, it's a kind of. Get to see what we said. Well, what Ben said, and um, me and Mike agreed with. Uh, just nodding yeah. our heads. Uh, Next yeah, season, we'll... I need cooperation, Chris. If we're doing another one, I need all three of you. 
yeah, getting blasted. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so it's quite good to see how close Ben was. You're quite close on quite a lot of the stuff. A few little off. I think everybody would have been miles off with Everton. Uh, I think probably a lot of people would have had you comfortably in the uh, top four as well, uh, Man United. I um, did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it'd be very interesting. We, we'll, we'll do another season preview, the three of us, uh, just before the season starts. So obviously a lot of the transfer window would have happened by then. Uh, so we'll know a lot more about who's 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 playing for who, who's been signed up, who's been sold and, and everything like that. But yeah, it's going to be a very interesting uh, season this season with a World Cup in the middle of it. You can guarantee that either players are going to get injured, big players are going to get injured for their respective teams, or come the end of the season when they really need them, legs all over the place. You've got five subs as well, which is going to be very big as well. Uh, you know, <laughs> Fulham, uh, you know, Man City putting uh, five world class players on, Bournemouth putting five players called John Smith on, and it's going to be very, very. Strange, I can't wait yeah. for that time wasting. That time wasting. I, I, already, already, <laughs> I, already, it sucks life out of me thinking that like some uh, they're going to put on like three subs in the ninetieth, the ninety first, and the ninety. It will happen, minute. won't it? It will happen. Wait, that's, so. that's David Moyes on a normal day. So oh, you know, that. I, I, do you know what? I've, one of the rules I, I, I really hope, I really, really hope they bring in is they stop the clock for substitutions. Just stop it. They I don't never care. Will. They never will. But I yeah, don't understand uh, why it's so difficult. Just stop talking clock. Anyway, but yeah, but I, yeah <laughs> I, I know you've got to head off in a minute, Mike, so we'll wrap it up. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for watching and all the comments that came in. Really appreciate it. Please hit the like. Please hit the subscribe before you go. If you're watching the replay, please hit the subscribe and the notification bell. That will notify you when all of Tommy's uh, uh, guest hosts uh, are doing shows. And if you like what you've seen here, hop over to Let's Talk Tottenham and subscribe on there as well. Uh, ben doesn't have a, a, a YouTube or anything. You have a, a, a Twitter handle at btaylor83, so give him a follow on there. And Mike, uh, you see uh, at Babbling Irons there, West Ham, uh, new uh, stream, YouTube stream. Yeah, yeah it tell is, people yeah, about, about that. You might not get many uh, people watching on uh, from here because <laughs> it's West Ham, but you know, you never know. So always good to promote things. So yeah, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so it's just uh, myself and a couple of guys uh, just talking things West Ham and uh, talking around, obviously, players and everything. So me and one of the other guys, obviously, watch a lot of European football. So especially over the summer, there's going to be a lot of talk of players in and around other leagues, uh, potentially, obviously, coming to West Ham, but just obviously just talk about players that we like as well, because we all know that David Moyes won't look at them, so we'll look at them ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so, I'm, yeah, I'm off. I'm off to scout the 1974 Ajax team, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, Ten Hag's already beat you to it. Uh, but yeah, th thanks for watching, uh, guys, uh, everybody, and getting your comments in. Like I say, please hit the like, please hit the subscribe. Go on to Babbling Irons. Uh, check them out as well. Any West Ham fans, you know, give them the, uh, the, the Twitter handle there at Babbling Irons, and tell them about the YouTube channel. Go and check that out. And yeah, I'm away for a week. Got my brother's wedding. Very selfish. He does it on a Friday and on a Monday. You know, people don't think about podcasts when they're, they're sort of life changing things out. But selfish. yeah, so I'm off for a week. Uh, so I'll be back on not this Friday, but the following Friday on my channel, Let's Talk Tottenham. No idea what we're talking about, but I'm sure I'll think of something. Uh, yeah. I'm good at promoting me. Uh, so yes, make sure you check that out. Keep checking out uh, Hotspur Hood.
and checking out all of the, the, the content that Tommy and the guys put out. But so, yeah, so until uh, a week on Friday, that's when I'll be back. Until then, as always, come on, you Spurs. Thank you.